So goes. Bam, ready to go whenever you are. And three, two, one, and. everyone doing your sunday evening morning night whenever you guys are watching this along with us guys thank you very much for continually supporting this small little podcast with two crazy crazy fools who love everything nerd shit i am one of your (laughs) i am one of your hosts jr aka the dark king aka the sith lord himself and the man above me or to the left of me or to right of me i have i have this like widescreen thing on on our it varies guys but the guy but my partner in crime this whole podcast shindig is the one and the only mr kevin pillow the voice of reason uh aka uh jedi master uh which is uh man i tell you one thing it is gonna be the the name jedi master is going to be um they're making a comeback brother the jedi are making a comeback uh i can't say oh, anything yeah. i'm not going to we do we do we've been doing this whole podcast for the last now this will be the week number week number five part five mm-hmm. yep. of our star wars saga star wars series um and uh it's all because of the mandalorian and we're hoping that by the time we are done with this we'll be pretty damn close to the end of uh the mandalorian season two which by the way before i forget it's not in your news and notes if you haven't already talked about it let's talk about it right now it's unofficial but the mandalorian has been renewed for season three um it is it's again disney won't make it official till they roll out the red carpet but all the news sources that said it in the last two weeks, man, uh, John Favreau has been given the green light, and Mando is going to be uh, getting a third season. And there is talk of not one, mm. not two, mm. now possibly three spinoffs from The Mandalorian, including one for Boba Fett's. Yes. One, we all we do know about Obi Wan, but we're not yeah. going to, that's going to be kind of over there it's separate yeah. um we are the cara dune one might still be up in the air um i know that there is cancel cultures trying to get a hold of cara dune and, and gina carano but oh, no. i'm gonna let my i'm gonna let my my first one fly for they fuck you guys you know what you're allowed to have your opinion and you know uh, what she's a, she for what she is for an mma fighter turned actress she's done a damn good job in the role of cara dune let uh, the woman act. Let the woman do her shit. She's been great. Um, absolutely love her character. I loved her in freaking Deadpool. She was great. As do, uh, do I want? Do I? Well, there's they're trying to cancel Kara. What are they yeah. trying to cancel Gina? What? Because I, I, I didn't know this. Gina's a Trump girl. Oh, but she's not like a crazy outspoken MAGA hat wearing. She's just like, yeah. This is what I believe in. Okay. This is what uh, I want to see. This is what I want to see. She's doing it from a professional standpoint. She's going yeah. like, this is what I stand for. This is my guy. Done. Yeah. It's not uh, like, it's, uh, yeah, it's I, I get it. Business. Yeah. 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 
I, I, it's, it's it's more so yeah I, I know it's gonna be a little bit off topic but like yeah it's it's here's the thing guys I'm not gonna say this in the standpoint of we won because uh, because I'm I'm not necessarily rooting for Joe Biden. You know, I voted for Joe, but at the same time, I'm not root, I'm not necessarily on his side whatsoever because like, yeah, there's a lot of crap that needs to be done in the DNC as well as I'm a progressive. I'm fully progressive, just to add it straight up. And I understand the fact that a lot of conservatives or those who follow, you know, who follow a God or those who adhere to more so conservative values, they tend to vote right. Yep, yep. And that's the thing. Yeah. And it, 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 I understand, like, I understand the fact that, like, that it was definitely like at this point, it was it was more so the right left. It was more so you know, like democracy for uh, for people, democracy versus uh, a tyranny at this point because they do literally just try to do a coup, a military coup, in the last week or so. But I get it. I get it. You know, you we want to cancel people who supported the motherfucker, the, who supported the freaking orange orange dude. And I get it, but like uh, guys, just do what, just do exactly what Joe Biden said. The, the like president like said, like, hey, just give each other a chance now. Right? We we we've gone through what we've gone through, and it's time to look at people as people now again. Yeah, just move and, on because it's like, yeah, yeah it's, we don't need to cancel anything. I don't, I don't. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I was a firm believer um, mm. coming growing up in the radio uh, mm. industry. Um, there was there was two things to to. Uh, rules of thought. Number one mm -hmm. in the industry, you never talk about politics or religion. That was always yeah. the, that's always been that's been the, the thing about in the workplace. Yeah. Um, the other thing was that if you didn't like something, change the channel, mm -hmm. um, or just base it on the on the performance. Yeah. Now, yeah. I am a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's no yeah. doubt about. It. I'm probably one of the biggest fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I would have liked to have seen Edward Norton's version of the Hulk and Bruce Banner succeed in the MCU. Mm -hmm. I liked, I liked, uh, um, oh my gosh, I completely drew a blank on his name. Um, the guy who Ooh. played the Hulk and Bruce Banner. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, exactly. Drew blank his name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know Anyways, Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Mm -hmm. I think he's a good actor. Mm -hmm. Politically. I don't agree with the guy, and he's a mm -hmm. bit. Even for friends who I have that are on the left, say he's a bit radical. He's mm. he's a bit cuckoo for cocoa puffs sometimes. Mm. But at the same time, I can tune out and watch, yeah. uh, and watch Mark perform as Mark as uh, yeah. uh, as. Um, so the people, by the way, if you're if you're watching and you want to cancel stuff, then fine. Mm -hmm. Cancel your Disney Plus subscription because you know you want to because you got your panties in a twist and you want to get pissed off because freaking Baby Yoda ate some eggs and I mean that's another thing too they want to cancel Baby Yoda because he's become a brat in so spoiler alert but I know uh, we can't get too far into the end of the Mandalorian because Jr hasn't seen it yet that's fine um, but uh, yeah. yeah I Okay, I, I know this is a, I know this is a weird segue. We're we're get we're definitely gonna be going to our news and notes, guys. We're definitely be watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely watching. Rogue, Rogue. Well, we haven't even, shit, we haven't even started the movie yet. <laughs> but like, here's the thing. Like, you guys have known our political opinion for a minute, right? Yep, yep. And you got you know you guys know where I stand specifically specifically on it, right? I'm a I'm a progressive at heart, but at the same time, I'm also a freaking realist, right? Like, it, it here's one thing to. How do I, how do I, how can I put this? Edward Norton. All right, let's go back to Edward Norton, right? Recently, he put out a tweet, you know, uh, uh, 
trying to analyze uh, the trying to analyze Trump and his and his bully methods as well as his, as well as his characteristics as well as basically his him hiding himself in a bunker for the last two weeks, right? And he he protects he 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 um, strategizes in the sense like how his father, who was a, an attorney, I think a a district attorney, and how the reason why a lot of, of these claims are putting out there uh for the government that they're doing suits right i just big there for disinformation and it's basically say that oh you know it's for, for all this all this crap he's hiding on the thing right yeah, and yeah. he's gone on this this huge huge rant and observation where you know you he looks like he's a he's seen as a good guy to a lot of people on the left without considering the fact that one hey man i got a love for edward edward norton man but he's a jackass in real life yeah oh yeah <laughs> he's an asshole like here's the thing guys like i i get it we want to have heroes we want to have people who speak out against our our perceived wrongs our no our perceived um evils in the world right i get that but like sometimes man sometimes we root for people who aren't great people period like yeah. i i get it man but like gina carano hasn't done shit yeah she, she, she she's also... she's She's one of the most revolutionary women, like to start women's fight, to start out in women fighting to be to be heralded when fighting. To actually, uh, she's the one, not she's the one, but like she helped other women, like like the likes of freaking Ronda Rousey, the likes of freaking um uh Cyborg, even though she got beat by Cyborg, but still, like all those women right now specifically that are coming out, it was because the likes of Gina Carano being the face of women's right of women's fight, MA fighting at the time, as well as kicking ass. Right, yeah. and she paved the way for a lot of other people. Then that was a side of her. That was a you know that was beside her being a a whatever her her beliefs are as well as whatever her political leanings are. Right, she's I have not seen her once say anything ra- radical. Right, per se. No, she hasn't. She the, the other thing yeah. she was getting accused of was she liked a tweet or something like that. I've never seen the the Some evidence. Tweet. She liked Some the tweet, and so now they're accusing her of being transphobic as well. Oh, but it's God. just like. And the same thing with John Cleese. John Cleese, the, the famous Monty Python actor, has verbally come out and defended um, uh, J.K. Rowling's over yeah. her her comments. But John Cleese is done. It's like he's made little jokes and stuff like that. But he, first off, he's a comedian, um, yeah. and I've always been uh, comedians can take it too far sometimes. But John Cleese, you know what you're getting with John Cleese. Yeah. Uh, great actor, great comedian. Um, Monty Python movies are hysterical. They're irreverent. Yeah. They push the envelope. Um, they've been doing stuff. They've been saying stuff uh, like what he, you know, he, he made some just, I don't even really, I get, I do know yeah. what it means, but I kind of don't know what it means, whatever. Yeah. But uh, he was getting, also, he was getting roasted too. Something with Gina Carano. So. Uh, uh, and also, uh, what's, what's his name? Who, who started again? Chris, uh, Chris, oh, big fuck you to everyone who's trying to cancel because Chris Pratt as well. Period. Oh yeah, because Chris Pratt goes to a spe- goes to a specific church, and he didn't come out and defend. Because um, everyone, you know, he, like, I don't think it was handled completely pro- properly. They all came to his defense, but they didn't defend Brie Larson when he was she was being bullied online. Um, I, and like, I, I mean, here's the freaking thing. Here's the thing about that. And I understand there's two. There's two um avenues of that sense right yeah, yeah chris pratt just went to church and people and then people in uh people instigated this whole uh, this whole thing about the church insinuations about the church and about the people and therefore because you're associated with that church you there you then therefore are guilty by association 
this is all this really freaking is. And it's, and it's, it is irritating to me, right? Like if, if I, here's the thing, if I just met Kevin and I hear a lot of his views that I hear now on the podcast, we wouldn't be friends, but because I know Kevin on, on a, on a, on a pretty good break on a pretty good basis. Right. I mean, yeah. I have this conversation with him here. I understand. I can, you, we, we need to come to the lines nowadays specifically politically and specifically now after freaking Trump verse came to be, we need to understand that people can be, can have political values, right. Political views aside from them being a good person Granted, some people are going to argue, well, well, you know, Trump is so despicable and he, and he was so racist and he was so this or that. And if they're and if they um, if they are negligent or if people are um, quite on the subject, then they are complicit by just by just that regard because they haven't said anything regard that. But like, like, what, what do you want to do? You really want to put uh, you really want to put, you know, 76, no, like what is like 72 million now, 72 million people and have them and, you know, make them as guilty as as the ice as the ice uh, police, you know, charting away children. You want to put them on that regard? Like, yeah. really? dude? Like, guys, come on, man. We just if you don't want to if you don't want to have that family murder in your life again, cool. That's your that is your uh, that is your uh, that's your prerogative, man. But then to just to vehemently claim because of your biases or because of how you're uh how you are witnessing things nowadays right because of your because of what your beliefs are you can't necessarily disregard someone for being the worst of the worst because their beliefs are different from yours like it's that's not how humanity works anymore guys like you can't and so the whole yeah the whole gina gina carano really yeah Uh, i i was the sweetest thing too man what the hell and I've never seen her say anything <clears throat> despicable negative. or negative. But if she's if she's she's entitled to her opinion. She's allowed yeah. to to vote and support who she wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I it's the same way. It was like with me. It's you know, I was talking to someone the other day actually who was a, a teacher of mine for for uh, for many many years, mm-hmm. and. Um, we were talking about politics and she asked me who I voted for. And I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm entitled to not say, um, because I've been, I, in the past, yeah. I've been an outspoken person. Yeah. Uh, I said, but you know, this is who I voted for. And I voted for him twice. And that's my opinion. Yeah, I'm entitled to it. And I've never been one to, um, I'm not a MAGA wearing out there with mm-hmm. the flag, whatever. I casted my vote that's that i base it on on my wallet you know yeah. I, I base it on, on my wallet. everything when it comes to politics is about how it's going to affect my family affect my business uh, and that's the way it is and um uh, and i have voted uh, on both sides of the aisle um mm-hmm. because i go hey that's hey, that's how i think it's going to affect me and when it when it affects me negatively i go okay nope sorry no. move right along i'm done but uh nonetheless uh, yeah, guys, leave Gina alone because she's done. She's created. She's created an amazing character. Yeah, yeah, her acting skills is limited, but she has progressed so much since yeah. you know where she started. She was this great in Dead. She, she was great in Deadpool. I think she was a completely underrated character in that movie. Um, I, I think she made uh, she made Wade Wilson. She made Ryan Reynolds a, a better actor. Um, I think that Ryan drew it out of her, and, and vice versa. I've, I, she worked well with the, the guy who played Colossus yeah. um, and she worked well with the guy who played uh, Ajax. Um, yeah. Like, so like, yeah. it's, it's this whole thing of like the second you have opinion out there, you're, you're then 
the core of public opinion is is way too much right now specifically you're you are nowadays you are guilty until proven innocent and even then yeah you you know you know what it is you're just guilty yeah you're never proven innocent to, to me, I don't know if it's a bad, oh, it probably is a bad take to some people, but like to me, man, the, the court public opinion and how people are cancel culturing, cancel culturing. To me, cancel culture from the left is kind of like almost there, if not there, with like conspiracy, theory, conspiracy theorists from the right. It's like, it's this kind to me, honestly, the literally the same thing. You are basically grasping at straws and trying to make characters out of people you have no interactions with. You're, you are constantly making up stories because they are against your own viewpoints without actually fact-checking. Yeah. And that's just sad, man. Like, yo, we got a new president. Don't worry about this stuff. Give people a second chance, right? They, we were Some some people were stupid, idiotic before. We called them out already. And let's just move forward as a people. We still got coronavirus going on. We still, we're still 250,000 people dead, right? The last thing we need is more freaking negativity. We got a new president on the 20th of January. That's it. Let's just fucking move forward, guys. Yeah. And stop canceling Gina Carano. Um, like, their, yes. their whole goal is to make you happy when you watch their stuff. Yeah. Let them make you happy. Um, the other thing, uh, and again, uh, spoiler alert in three, two, one. Sorry, JR. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, that there is a uh, possible spinoff coming for some of the other Mandalorian that were introduced this season, including a character that uh, I'm sure JR is all too familiar with. She appeared both, I believe, in Rebels and in the Clone oh. Wars. Oh, please. It's not, it. it's, it's not who you, it's not her yet. We have not seen her yet. I know uh. who you're thinking, but it's another character that, again, uh, and this is spoiler territory, made her debut a couple of weeks ago uh, oh. on season two, uh, mm-hmm. was a, uh, a character, I believe, in, um, uh, in, uh, in Clone Wars. It may have been in both. And that is uh, Katie Sackhoff. You know her uh, yeah. as uh, from uh, um, Battlestar Galactica. But uh, Katie Sackhoff played Bo-Katan uh, Crazy. Uh, uh crazy crazy Crazy? yeah um i believe the character uh voiced by katie sackoff um in uh in clone wars um there's a possibility that her troop of mandos of of mandalorian could also get a spinoff or that um pedro pascal's character may run its course and these they might like hand off the reins and, and tell more mandalorian stories um, but there is talk of doing a a, a mini series, so to speak, on on uh, on uh, on uh, um, Bo-Katan, okay, and where she went from that era of Clone Wars and Rebels to mm-hmm. um, to where they are now. So that's all I'll say about it. So there's a possibility we could get a Cara Dune uh, mini series, uh, a, a Boba Fett. Um, which I can t- I can tell you right now has not appeared in in the Mandalorian. So it's a reverse spoiler, um, but we do know we are going to get Obi Wan. It is going to be with Ewan McGregor, uh, and it will tell us um, supposedly a, a little bit of what happened uh, post um, Revenge of the Sith, and tell us how he 
became the kind of hermit uh, that uh, we met in uh, New Hope, which, by the way, we will be on next week's podcast. So Yes, we will. Uh, with that said, if you're watching at home, we haven't even started the movie yet. We're probably about 20 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> um, so if, you, if you're on it, we'll give you a chance. Uh, Blu-ray, DVD, VHS, whatever yep. it is, get to your main screen. If you're watching yeah, on digital, get to the main screen. Yeah. Well, we'll most likely just kind of just, uh, I don't know if you want to fast forward through it, but like, yeah, um, I, I have been seeing, I've been hearing some of the comments saying that we're going a little bit too long. We're really going, we're trying to match match for match the uh, the runtime of the movies. So I, I hear you guys. I hear you guys. So we might, oh, you know what? I already fast forwarded it because I was at the end of the movie because I just watched it recently. Um, so it is a runtime of beginning to end about two hours and 14 minutes. So we will, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of fill in the gaps. Um, yeah. But right off the bat, get to the news, news and notes, notes um, and a record-breaking sale on one of the oldest and the holy one of the holiest grails of uh, mm. comic book collecting, and that is a book that just celebrated its one thousandth appearance of the Cape Crusader, uh, and that mm-hmm. was Detective ten twenty-seven. Well, that's not what was sold for the highest. Uh, it would be the book one thousand issues ago, back in the nineteen forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, detective yeah. number 27 first appearance mm-hmm. of batman first appearance of raw no it wasn't first appearance of robin mm-hmm. um i think it's just the first appearance of batman bats. and yeah just bats and, and whatnot so He's uh awesome. it's a 7.0 that's a damn good copy yeah god dang um and you gotta understand when you get to cgc i've read some of the grading scales between a seven and a nine it's it's very fine so you could look at a seven you could have a seven right in front of you and go damn that looks like a nine it's the small little thing so if you're someone like like i said you have a graded book Mm -hmm. slabbed looks nice and presentable you could put it up on the wall to you it's gonna look like a Mm 9.0 but uh well this hair this this gathered some uh some 9.0 cash uh one and a half million dollars got to do a little yep. there uh at the heritage auction i don't have to say it's kind of light i, I yeah. figured it, maybe they well, the grade a little bit but still well, no here, here's the thing like it, with the record-breaking sale of the four million dollar superman one for action one that was a nine and that was and that one was 2010 i think 2014 something like that so this is a seven from 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 bats right at seven if if there was some if somewhere out there there i don't know maybe maybe some uh maybe some you know uh a middle eastern prince somewhere who loves who loves batman or and superman and comic books right has his own nine to one uh, nine detective 27 somewhere uh, you're looking at possibly a five million six million dollar oh, book yeah. easily and so yeah this is a record-breaking sale specifically for a heritage auction because i think this is the this is the highest gross highest selling one for heritage auction because i think the other the the nine that was sold for superman was like a private sale or something like that but yeah it, it's, it's crazy dude like 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 old books ha- make money like there you're there you're oh snap i can retire money no oh, i i, I I've always said if I stumbled upon a action number one, um, someone asked me if I would, uh, uh, what would I do with it? And I'm like, you know, part of me, um, part of me want to keep it and, and have it because it'd be a great conversation piece. 
but uh, yeah, uh, it'd yeah. be really tough for me not to sell that and and I just mean, that's that's life changing money right there. Yeah, I mean, like I'm pretty sure the the amount of insurance I would have to pay for it just to have just to keep it right safe locked in some lockbox somewhere under maximum security is insane and i would yeah if i if would you grade your would you grade your action comics man if it came in if you ever had that's that's tough i I don't know if i could i don't know if i could like do that like actually all right cool i got an action one i'm gonna send it to cgc just by itself uh, yeah, with, i would it, almost want to hand deliver it <laughs> yeah so i'm like just, just seeing the guy there all right let me see oh action comics one from 1930 yeah. not from was it 1932 1930 something it was before the first world war so oh second world war so yeah 1940 something i think yeah no 1939 detective yeah. was i'm looking at detective right now yeah um and this is um uh, yeah may of 1939 yeah action was action i believe was before that um before that. now a little little known uh, well i'd say it's a little known fact it's a it's, <laughs> a, it's a well-known fact uh um, people ask about why where did dc you know the story goes marvel comics is based on their original book that timely comics sold timely comics uh was the publisher and Marvel Comics number one, first appearance of the Human Torch, um, who inev- inevitably became Vision. It was a robotic, uh, and then of course Namor the Submariner um, is in Marvel Comics number one. Later down the road, they switched from Timely Comics to Marvel Comics. That's how they got their name. DC Comics. People like this. DC Comics is it based on Washington DC? Is it? Based- no, it's based on no, Detective because Batman, Batman is their Batman is their number one number one homegrown character yep. that they uh that, that 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 publisher created now, i don't i can't remember what their name was before um dc but that's what it is dc comics is named after uh it's after batman basically it's basically, <laughs> basically named after, it's dc yeah. for dc comics stands for detective comics so yeah. yes their name is dc is detective comics comics mm-hmm. um there you go guys i I'm at the one of the first scenes of this movie, real quick. Um, yeah. The black stormtroopers that are at yeah. the beginning of this that are with, um, goddamn, uh, it is on there. It's on the notes. Just look at the bottom. Are those the, uh, are those the uh, are those the death troopers? I think so. If they're if they're dressed in black and the death troopers, they weren't. Uh, they weren't. Were they on the first in the in in uh, in episode four? No. No. The death they're, troopers. They're they yeah, they did not. There is a black stormtrooper, mm-hmm. black suited stormtrooper that flies the Thai bombers. They're the ones that have yeah. the, the 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 exterior yeah. oxygen mask. You do see them, but these are specific. These, I believe, yeah. are um, like the elite stormtroopers. These are the ones that don't miss. Yeah, um, I was about to say that. yeah. And they uh, they miss. They they only miss thirty five percent of the time. Instead of fifty percent of the time, fifty percent of the time, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it, uh, I always cool. forget who's the uh, the big bad yeah. in this. Oh, movie. you know that's it's uh, ultimately what's the name? Uh, Quinnick, I think. Kernick. I have it. I have his name out there. Just it's, uh, it's well, the, the guy uh, that's here in the all white. Yeah, yeah, him, him. Uh, his, his name is uh, 
Uh, I'm going to go right now. He, he, Orson. Orson. Uh, He's Orson Krennic. Okay, so that's Ben yeah. Met, Men, um, Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn. Yeah, Men, Mendelssohn character. Oh, so yeah. good. Just, yeah, no. just plays a sniveling, um, just a, what do they call it? Um, oh, this is going to segue into our, uh, into say. our, into our, into our next story. Yeah. He looks like a chicken shit heel. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if anybody knows wrestling, knows a guy like Triple H in the mm-hmm. 90s, in the late 90s and early 2000s, by definition, you look at him and go like, he was just, a, I'm like, good, you're just, you're such an asshole. That's called a chicken shit heel. He was just, God, he's chicken shit. Uh, so segue, since we're talking about wrestling, uh-huh. this guy, this guy, this character, this bad guy in Rogue One, it's a mm-hmm. chicken shit heel. Um, he does it so well. He's a good character. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrestling news. We don't yeah. talk about it a lot, but when it's this level, is is a big one. Uh, yeah, we got any props to it. Uh, the Dead Man, uh, the Prince of Darkness, uh, the the Taker, uh, Undertaker, the American Badass, mm-hmm. whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Uh, he is calling it quits. Thirty years, almost to the day that mm-hmm. he appeared in the Survivor Series in 1990 as uh, Ted DiBiase's mystery opponent. He was escorted yep. to the ring uh, by uh, Brother Love, a.k.a. Uh, Bruce Pritchard. Um, mm-hmm. There's a hell of a podcast I listen to on a, day, on a weekly basis. But um, anyways, uh, arguably the best character in professional wrestling, period. I agree. Uh, and I agree. Mark Calloway has done just, he's an amazing talent. For a guy who was six foot ten, three hundred plus pounds, he was so agile. He still is, but um, yeah. he's such an amazing talent. And um, Jr. put in the notes here. Um, he has a docu series. Um, admittedly, Carb r- kind of ripped off the uh, the Bulls. The, what are they called? What was the Bulls documentary on ESPN? Oh, the well, here's the thing though. Like the uh, the Last Dance. It's the Last Dance. So- it's called I, the last I can't, dance. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Uh the last dance happened happened earlier 2020, right? But then he had his whole but he had his whole the 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 series that Taker was doing was for a minute though. And just it was just more so the last ride was was said because like, well, he's a big, you know, motorcycle fanatic. So he is, and, and but it. they admitted they have admitted that it was a wink, kind of a it was a yeah. nod. Because I mean, the, yeah. if, for, side note, if you haven't seen the the Last Dance, the the Bulls I mean, documentary, I, I want to talk about that, but we're not. Oh my gosh, absolutely fantastic! Mm-hmm. But what we will talk about is pop culture, and though the Bulls were very much a part of the pop culture, the WWE and, and the Undertaker is a huge part of what we are we were all about because they are superheroes in the ring. That's yeah. really what they are. And the, and the Dead Man, uh, Undertaker is is one of the greatest villains, superheroes, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. Really quick, uh, he's hanging up his uh, his boots, uh, gloves uh, uh, tonight as as we're recording this podcast. He's yeah, the Survivor sure. Series is going on or just wrapped up. Yep. Um, he yeah he's, he's really he's really right. opened up the last year, which which um I've seen uh, the interview actually on uh he did a uh, hot ones right uh, he did hot ones with uh, I forgot the host's name man but he's he's oh, we were just talking about him I actually got to watch it this morning. He's an amazing host, and he asks a lot of questions that that Taker didn't really, you know, like have 
have to answer before. And so it's 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 really cool to see the man behind the mask at this or the man behind the robe at this yeah. point. And to, to see him very chilled out, just have, to have him relax there and just have him. He does like there there was a comment on the YouTube video it was like, man, yeah, Taker does look does look Sean like Evans. Cat. Yeah, uh, Sean Evans, there you go. Like there's a comment on there saying that uh Taker does look like look like the same guy that, that says brother. <laughs> to you every time like yeah he does man what's well, wrestler he, speak yeah but that's right so brother and so like but like taker man like i've always i've always in my head there was about three yeah definitely three to four people individuals i would think of right when i think of wrestling one of them is taker he's like one he's like one a one b for me right it's gonna be always be rock it's gonna be rock uh rock stone cold and taker for me because hey attitude era it was was the thing that i grew up on right attitude era was the best era fight me on that uh, but just seeing just seeing uh taker basically you know finally able to hang it up man hanging up with his you know with head held high hopefully i'm hoping that that vince or maybe triple a or maybe hunter is gonna say hey we're gonna let someone go let him go let him go on a win Maybe possibly yeah. he's not really he doesn't have a title on him, so I'm hoping they let him go, let him finally end off his current win, even though they've been historically, if you leave, you lose. But he retired. The man's a 30-year vet, bro. Like I just I'm hoping they let him win. Uh, the last go around. And I and I have not heard anything um uh about it, but I will say this another great podcast if you haven't had a chance to check it out. And if you do have the WWE network, you should do so. Uh, the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's done a fantastic job. He does a lot of one-on-one interviews. And the first one he did about a year ago was with Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker. Mm. And it was really, really good. Well, um, the first superstar to get a repeat invite to the Broken Skull Sessions is The Undertaker. And it is airing, uh, as we're speaking, at about uh, 8.30 on Sunday night. <clears throat> it's airing right now and so by by the way if, you, if you're watching our podcast go over uh and check out the wwe network they're not a paid sponsor or anything but there's yeah. some good stuff yeah. on there and, and check out the survivor series they're not a paid sponsor but kevin desperately wants them to be hell yeah 9.99 <laughs> freaking a month yeah get it dude hey, it's yeah. the best valuable best value in streaming i mean come and, on man if you're a wrestling and, fan yeah and side thing too i i love the fact that they're really that you know they're, they're really going into this into the internet business and trying to get more avenues of just you know having fighters basically be internet personalities i like that or not fighters but like wrestlers be internet personalities right yeah i think of new day i think of i think of everyone that new day puts in aj Styles specifically too i think of you know all the podcasts stone cold having a podcast what oh, so it's so good it is so what good. that's crazy he's hell yeah gives stone cold a he's a freaking great interview uh. too yeah, dude, um, I'm so glad that's happening, man. But yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm just one end, uh, the end of Undertaker, man. That's definitely, I'm, I'm glad that he's able to go out with his head held high because there's, uh, not to put a, not to, 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 to be a, a kind of a down for man, but, but to say that there's not a lot of wrestlers that go out semi in one piece. Right? Uh, and and he's a great talent, and I, I've had the opportunity to see him perform. Ah, about two or three times uh my very first wrestling yeah. show ever went to uh september 13th 1999 anaheim pond and uh, it was monday night raw and he oh. was he was teaming with the big show uh oh. and so growing up as a kid i wasn't a gigantic oh, yeah. wrestling fan but there, um i will say this uh 
I'm not, it was not a huge wrestling fan, but I, I knew who guys were. I knew who Hulk Hogan was. I knew who Andre the Giant was. I knew who the Macho Man Randy Savage was. I knew who uh, who the Bushwhackers were and whatnot. But I knew who the Undertaker was. And um, uh, I remember knowing that the Undertaker was massive. He was just this big, huge guy. And my first show I ever went to um, was him tagging with the Big Show. And the Big Show is a head above the Undertaker. The Undertaker's six foot two, six foot ten. Yeah. Uh, so I just went like holy shit these guys are massive so uh hats off to to mark calloway aka the undertaker job well done um you know i've gone back and watched a lot of his stuff in his career his stuff um when he wrestled uh, there's a lot of stuff on the WWE network um from when he wrestled back in texas and whatnot but i love watching him in, in wcw people don't realize that he's a ginger mm. he is a red-headed stepchild um and uh it was so funny was when he was coming up to new york uh as they say to come up to wwf wwe um they didn't know what to do with a six foot ten redhead and so they said well we're gonna make him the undertaker and he knew he had to dye his hair black and basically play an old school undertaker so uh again guys wwe network check out the last ride check out the broken skull sessions check out Mm -hmm. the uh the brothers brothers of destruction Uh, a documentary and also there's a really cool one on paul bear um Mm. aka percy pringle uh who was the manager of both kane and the undertaker good good stuff um hey uh hey uh kevin yes sir you know i'm also sad about Mm -hmm. another thing came to an end yeah another thing came to an end guys something that's near and dear to my heart supernatural Mm. is finally closed it has finally had its last ride as well because uh they have an impala and so the boys my boys my boys jensen jensen Ackles and jared padalecki aka sam and dean winchester has finally hanged it up too this ends uh, a 15 year run for the longest running cw show of all time uh, the first, the they they took their record literally five years ago from another long time CW show, Smallville. Smallville went ten years, huh? Smallville went ten years, man. That's crazy <laughs> to me. And, and but, oh, it was uh, it was it was quite a spectacle, man. I saw let's I saw bits and pieces of it. They're streaming right now. They're streaming on CW. One second, well, I got sneeze. Why don't? Okay, <laughs> but they they they're streaming uh they were streaming the final episodes on CW the last couple of days and uh, and the episode twenty just released uh I think yeah two days ago or so now and yeah the boys uh the boys have finally called it an end and I am happy that it ended I'm happy the way it ended and I, episode twenty was a cathartic episode everything i think the climax was definitely episode 19 i'm not gonna spoil, i'm not gonna spoil it for everybody but the, definitely the climax was episode 19 and 20 was the aftermath and let me tell you i needed 20 <laughs> i needed episode 20 and it felt good it felt like like it felt right to me it felt right granted you know some people some of the purists of, of supernatural are gonna say that hey it should have ended on season five and i and i partially agree because season five was super freaking stellar Specifically because because Eric Kripke, who was a showrunner at the time, he left after season five, and he started his own thing. He's currently doing uh, he's currently doing the boys on Amazon TV, which he did bring over Jets to Ackles too, and that's gonna be a cool thing. Which funny enough as well, uh, people asked people asked um, Eric Kripke how he would have ended Supernatural, 
And let me tell you, he said, you would not have been happy with my ending. <laughs> Never is the case. <laughs> you would, because originally, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta try to get this guy, man. I gotta, gotta try to get Kevin on Supernatural at least the first five seasons. Oh, I'm sure I will. At and least. I think this is a perfect show for me to binge, to sit down and yeah. and have on. You know, my wife right now is watching. Yeah. Um, she just finished watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Uh, she is on Angel right now. It's just about done with Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually just got her on her pull list at Comic mm-hmm. Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, the Willow book? There's a new oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, spinoff book, and so I got her yeah. on that. So she's gonna give that a shot. Um, but. Yeah, I, I will say just try the first season. Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, uh, the first season is actually really, really good in my timeline. It doesn't ramp up until season four. Season three was a shortened season because that was during the uh, uh, writer's strike. The, the writer's strike, right? 2000, 2007, 2008. Yeah, yeah. right around like, because it was about the same time that um, we were talking about this off the air mm-hmm. that um, the. Uh, um, that coming. Uh, the Sopranos uh, was oh, yeah. also a victim. The Sopranos right. and I believe uh, Entourage were both victims of the writer strike, where they had reduced seasons, and it was like a part one and a part two and stuff like that. So you, you know, what, okay, this is, this is tangent again, but I will say the worst I, to me it feels like the worst, uh, the the worst one that was hit by by that writer strike, Heroes, season three, Heroes. Yeah, I, I've heard that about that. They really two, took a nosedive, and it and they were they were one of those shows that never kicked out. Um, like it, they... yeah, it, it was literally uh, the the final episode was not supposed to happen that way, guys. I will say that as much. I hope we get into a heroes a heroes discussion eventually, guys. But go to go back onto Supernatural, my friends. I miss. I, I'm I'm happy that it ended, and I'm happy that I'm happy that my again my uh uh my my the people that I've been I've been watching for a very very long time are able to do different things, are able to go off and leave. With their heads held high, and it, it man, it feels like this year has been a tough year. Oh, but yeah. I'm happy. But I'm I'm happy in the way that a lot of my heroes, a lot of the people I've I've watched, are able to leave with their heads held high. Granted, Kobe was the hardest one for me still, but still be able to see him three years after after his career and do amazing things like win a freaking Oscar mm-hmm. <laughs> was was awesome. And I'm hoping the same thing happens with Taker, and I'm hoping the same thing happens with my boys here, but. This is to me. It's a good end. Supernatural was a good end. And, and like you said, that you know they've both both guys have come out. And like I said, I, I have not watched. Well, I shouldn't say that I haven't watched a single episode. I have seen some. And mm-hmm. again, I do, it's I don't dislike it. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell a story real quick before I get into my supernatural oh, yeah. uh, uh, kind of add on, because um, mm-hmm. I do have something to to, to throw in. Um, you know, it was about two or three years ago. Um, I think it was like right after Just, Justice League came out, um, and uh, Kevin Smith did a panel at um, at New York Comic Con, and someone asked him what he thought about um, Justice League. And people will say that maybe it was a dodgy it was a dodgy question that he didn't want to answer because he didn't want to offend his friend Ben Affleck, and you know he wanted to work with DC and Warner Brothers and yada yada yada. Um, but he said, he goes, listen, guys, you know, you don't have to like a movie. You don't have to like, he says, and this is Kevin Smith. I'm paraphrasing. You don't have to like the movie. You don't have to like the director. You don't have to like my movies. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go see it, then don't go see it. But don't shit on it. 
don't don't tell people they're idiots for liking it don't don't do this don't do that because at the end of the day you start shitting on movies they're gonna stop they're gonna stop making movies and when they still and and he goes if, if, if dc sees their family well, i'm not gonna put up with this i'm not gonna sit here and watch my my stuff get dumped on and i get that some people's argument well that's how we get them to stop making crap movies hmm. well no with the way they do it in hollywood they're just gonna stop making the movie and then when that dries up, when all of a sudden DC dries up, Marvel's going to go like, or, or Disney's going to look at this and go like, well, Warner Brothers stopped making Mar- Dis- DC movies. And they're going to start to second guess themselves and go like, well, these Marvel movies, they're making money. But they're not making, they're not making multi-billions. They're only making a billion. You know, come on. It's not even covering the freaking marketing budget. Um, and Kevin Smith said, he goes, what happens? You start shit on a movie and then all of a sudden, five, 10 years down the road, guess what? We don't get to see our superheroes on the big screen anymore. So that's why I've always been a fan. Is like, I don't, when I've got nothing, like I go back to the old adage that when we were kids, you ain't got anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. Just keep my mouth shut. I'll still watch a dog shit movie. I watched freaking Green Lantern. It was awful. (laughs) Sorry. Hmm. (laughs) I know I just said I won't say anything negative, but I watched it. I watched Green Lantern. I watched Ang Lee's The Hulk. Were they my favorite? No, but I wanted to support someone who took the time and tried to do best by us, the fans. Mm-hmm. With that said about Supernatural is um, I, I never said anything bad about it because I um, never watched it. I had no opinion. I didn't want to go, that looks terrible. I don't want to freaking watch that. It's on the CW. They made, mm-hmm. they made freaking Dawson's Creek. Why do I want to watch Supernatural? Why do I want to watch a sci-fi show? Exactly. So it's like, why would I want to watch that? No, but I've always supported it. If you, if you all of a sudden they canceled Supernatural, I'd be like, no, 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 don't cancel that show. Did you ever watch it? No, but I want that show to succeed. Um, So that's the firm belief I have on it is like, if you don't have anything, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. Um, But we have to support genre stuff. Um, I never saw Buffy or Angel. It's does not age well uh, from a graphic standpoint. I, I went in mm. going, this is going to be the '90s. This is going to be 2010. This is mm. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Um, so yeah, I, I've always I, I will eventually watch. Matter of fact, I'm going to add it to my wish list right now on IMDb. Um, you mentioned that uh, was it was it Eccles or, or Padalecki that's going to be going to the boys. Uh, Eccles. Okay. Jensen Eccles. I could remember. So I have heard that Jared Padalecki is taking a little breather, kind of clear. So I know that uh, clears mind. I know he's had some issues with uh, mental health. Um, mm-hmm. I know he is. Um, and it's one of the reasons why God 2020 sucks is because you look at a guy like going back the undertaker. Yeah. Absolutely sucks. And he's having to perform in front of a bunch of computer screens in his last match. He should be going out at yeah in front of a in front of at least seventeen thousand people maybe a huge arena with hundreds of thousands of people no he's going in front of a bunch of computer screens same thing yeah. with supernatural it it was a tradition like it was a tradition if i could steal something from jim nance it was a tradition like no other supernatural closed comic-con it was the last panel on sunday in hall h and they packed it it basically was the only panel on sundays basically let's call yeah. it what it was 
Yeah. And it sucks that those two guys did not get their their send off. I hope I hope to God I hope to God that A we get a San Diego Comic Con in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Two, please, I'm looking, I'm looking at you guys right now. San Diego Comic Con organizers, CW, Warner Brothers, whoever it needs to be, send the boys back to Comic Con for one last ride. Give the fans, give them Hall H. Give them whole, you know what? Anybody else on Sunday, cancel your panel. Just, just, no, we're going to go digital. Forget it. We'll go in the afternoon. Give the boys Hall H for the whole morning. Let them have a couple of hours. I'm again, not even a supernatural fan. They deserve it. They, they were a mainstay yeah. at San Diego Comic-Con and, and they deserve 15. it. So 15 uh, yeah, years, dude. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I know that, uh, that Jensen and, and Jared, I, I'm pretty sure they, they've, they've announced already that, uh, that aside from, uh, that aside from the Comic-Cons and all the other uh, convention events they're doing, they have their own personal ones too, like uh, SPNs and like they do it overseas as well. And so inevitably, you know, um, inevitably they're going to be on a, on a somewhat of a tour, Right, that they've been doing the same thing for years, man. They keep on, they talk about all just they talk about being supernatural and the fans and other stuff, and they connect with fans on a personal level for so for so long, man. I'm I'm hoping they do that again. I def, if they get Hall H or if they get San Diego Comic Con again, your boy will be showing up, and oh, I am yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking I'm gonna be taking picture with with the Winchesters, man. I'm definitely want to be all about that. Granted, hopefully by that time, I'm I'm kind of hoping that your boy's here. Your your boys will will be get will will represent the podcast. We'll be there. We'll be there with our with our equipment and everything, guys. And we'll give you podcasts and we'll give you interviews and we'll give you interviews and all that stuff right on the you know, off the bat, guys. But yeah, hey, big ups to big ups to Supernatural Family, guys. I I I, I will sorely be missed, but at the same time, thank God for streaming because episode because season fifteen is on Netflix. I'm gonna watch everything again, guys. According to Mike, according to what I just read. They yep. have been in Hall H. So there's 15 seasons, right? 15 seasons on the air. They uh, have been in, yeah, 15 seasons, right? This is what the final year. They have been in Hall H since season seven. Oh. And it was a huge, it was huge to move <laughs> a TV show out of ballroom 20 or into a side panel and into Hall H. You got to understand, in, in, in the, I've gone to my first Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con in 2015. Um, I... I Doctor Who, Supernatural, uh, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and, and, and Iron Fist, right off the top of my head, are literally the only TV shows that I can think of that have had a panel in Hall H. I could be wrong. There might be others. But right off the top, that's, that's the level you – that's the bar. That's the bar to be a TV show in Hall H. Iron Man's going to Hall H. Avengers are going to Hall H. Wonder Woman's going to Hall H. Uh, if Guillermo del Toro is, is going to do a new whatever movie he's going to do, he's going to be H. in Hall H. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, I don't care what he does, he's going to be in Hall H. And he's going to yeah. stand there and do his Jesus pose and be hysterical. Yeah. Um, gosh, I was there for that. Star Wars is going to be in Hall H. Maybe Last Jedi should have sat that one out. I think they actually they did, but um but nonetheless that's 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 the level up here that's what's in hall h supernatural is right there with doctor who and marvel netflix so yeah. um uh just the guy, man. Oh, that's man, how big that. that's how big this show was yeah joss whedon didn't get 
freaking Buffy and, and, and Angel into Hall H back in mm. the 2000s. No, no, they sat on the, on the outskirts. Shows like shit, Arrow didn't get Hall H. Okay. They could have. Big Bang Theory, I, I think. They got it once. I think they got it once. Yeah. So I take the back. Big Bang Theory got it one time, but they were a mainstay in Ballroom 20. But that's the level yeah. that, that, that Supernatural's at. Yeah. Uh, hats off, boys. Uh, carry on my wayward, your wayward soul. Uh, and uh, I carry look forward. Carry on my wayward son. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, the boys, uh, both literally and figuratively, uh, J- Jensen, uh, best of luck. I do need to watch the boys. I want to watch that show. Mm-hmm. Jared, uh, I hope you land something massive. No, in, in no the, dude, we in the we talked about it. Remember, we talked about it. Who's he, he is? Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, that's right. He's got Walker. So he, that's li- right. he literally, yeah, he literally, uh, like literally about two weeks after he he they finished filming episode twenty, he had to go film Walker, Texas Ranger episode one. So with the CW, with a lot of the same cast, or a lot of the same, or a lot of the actors that. You know our ncw's actor pool so great cool awesome he is constantly back on set and and yeah jensen uh though jared has had some some mental health issues and he's taken some time off too from the show because of it hey I, whatever jensen need, whatever jared needs to do I, I i want him to i i need him to stay and be, and, and he's done some he and the fans have done some amazing things for mental health for mental health, um, uh, just advocacy and all that stuff, man. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, were you there when uh, Supernatural during Je- Jared was a uh, had? It was one of Jer- It was during the year Jared had to take a mental break, and then they went to Hall H, and all the, the everybody had the all the no. candle. The it was. I was just oh. gonna say that I the believe if I have to look it up, that was they. It may have been the year I was there. But mm-hmm. did not get into Hall H that year. Um, yeah. Let me see. Can, it was the candle. Yeah. Candles the in candle. Hall H. Yeah. It, it was something about uh, because because Jared uh Jared tweeted something and it was it was like he hashtag something and uh, and everybody else was on board with it man he was so touched everybody was so touched I'm like it was it was the year I was there um yeah. it was in 2015. Mm-hmm. And um, it is a sign of solidarity amongst those who deal with mental health and suicide prevention mm-hmm. is to light a single candle. And someone had a fan had brought a candle and sat it on right. In, somehow they got it right in front of, uh, uh, is it Jared? Yeah. Jared, yeah. Uh, Jared's spot. And they were starting the panel and um, uh, the guy, uh, God dang, I can't think of his name. The nerdist guy um oh yeah that guy yeah. um anyways he was hosting the panel and they you see jared out of the corner of his eye and he's just like kind of losing it and he goes who put this here and and he says oh a fan left it here for you and he goes this means a lot for me and then all of a sudden they they pan to the crowd and everyone's got lighters up or some people have candles and it was a sign of solidarity amongst people with that are, that are dealing with mental illness and uh and and suicide uh prevention yeah. so check it out go to you can go to youtube and just yeah. search out the uh, uh, City uh, Flix has it on their YouTube. I, uh, City Flix is a YouTube site that has a lot of Hall H stuff from. Yes, from, they yeah, are the official streamer official. of Hall H. Yeah, yeah. So City Flix has it, guys. So put Supernatural, uh, Supernatural 2015, uh, Super. That's it for City Flix, guys. But yeah, but hey, uh, you know who's you know who's uh, what's a Hall H speaking? Oh of? hell yeah, Wonder Woman. <laughs> um. 
Yes, the the rumors are true. We speculated about it for months. Wonder Woman 84 was supposed to come out back in the summertime. It got postponed in November. Uh, and then uh, shit hit the fan and it got pushed to Christmas Day. And now it's going to get a digital release. Uh, it was announced this past week that Wonder Woman 84 will get a Christmas Day release mm-hmm. in theaters, limited availability. But the biggie going to HBO Max, all you got to do is pay for the subscription. Yep. No digital special premiere gold standard Mulan paywall. It is bam right there for you. All you got to do is pay that $14.99 a month. By the way, yep. HBO Max, a damn good deal because you got a lot of content that's on HBO Max. And again, they're not a sponsor but I will shill the hell out of something if it's a good product and HBO max, a good product. And um, they have the entire series of fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it is, it is still relevant to this day. Such a good show. It could go down in my opinion, top five, maybe top 10 shows of all time. For uh, yeah. For, 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 for for fresh Prince. I know we had to chase a rabbit a little bit. Uh, and they have a re- reunion special that's coming out yeah. this week. Yeah. Matter of fact, you've been tonight. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I, I, I totally forgot about that too. Yeah, um, guess it's, the AMC theaters did uh, uh, both yeah. HBO, oh no, both Warner Brothers and, and AMC theaters have been working back and forth saying that, hey, you know, we got to try to you know figure something out because, you know, we like you guys. We like you guys showing our movies and we need to work something out. And after months upon months of deliberating, of, of trying to figure out strategies and being in constant talk with each other, guys, they finally said that, hey, uh, we have to release it. Uh, we have to release it limited theaters, yes, but at the same time, we're going to stream it on our on our channel, which H with uh, which AMC theaters saying that they are fully on board with, which means, great, they're not going to they're not going to blacklist. Uh, they're not going to blacklist uh, HBO like they did uh, with the theaters who did Trolls Three, and. Thankfully, they weren't set aside. I, I think you know it should be a it should be a point of note to say that you know if you were working if you have a somewhat business relationship with somebody, right? It's good to know that hey, what's up? What's on the up and up? And at least right, it's at least touch base. So I, I know that's just a good a good basis, specifically when you're dealing with millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, possibly even billions of dollars. And it's just good to know that everyone's hurting, yes, but communication and trying to work out a compromise does help in today's age guys compromise and and you know just being on equal level and just being on equal playing on on, on the same page there you go yeah. same page guys yeah hey, hey, hey kevin you know what else is coming out though what i hear speaking of speaking of ryan reynolds yeah that's cool freaking <sighs> deadpool 3 is finally in uh pre 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 writing stage like production writing stage production, yeah right? writing stages uh we've got new writers mm-hmm. fresh off the grill <laughs> yes at sir. was it bob's burger bob's burgers uh, Lindy, we uh, have... Lindy and lizzie molyneux I'm, I'm pretty sure i'm butchering their name i apologize as someone who has a long last name too i apologize deeply bonnets i think that's french Molyneux. 
Oh, it's yeah, a very, there, there's very gonna be so name. many. There's gonna be so, if they're French, there's gonna be so many jokes that Ryan Reynolds is gonna throw in there. <laughs> but yeah, um, they're all they're writing the script along with alongside Ryan for Deadpool three, and they and of course they're 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 writing writers who have won Emmys for writing specifically on Bob's Burgers, and they're and they're executive producers right now. And I know they got another. They also have another animated series coming out on 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 Fox next year i think i forgot the name of that's called but yeah they are it is finally confirmed confirmed though that deadpool 3 is going to be a disney marvel film that that is finally coming out and it's rated r oh i i I will say this um i I get it i I totally get you gotta put those little mouse ears up there and it's gotta be kid friendly family friendly whatever but they've tested. They've really kind of pushed the envelope a little bit with some of the Marvel content. Yeah, you know, right off the bat, you know, Iron Man dropping on shit uh, in in Avengers two. You know, when you're talking about the high Language. at the time, at the time, one of the highest grossing films of all time, the first Avengers, the Joss Whedon yeah. first Avengers, and then your second outing. Of, of the world's uh, of uh, what do they call it uh, the world's mightiest heroes Mighty, world's mightiest yeah. so you got Age of Ultron and your mm-hmm. second outing of the Avengers within the first five ten minutes you have your number one guy go ah shit and you gotta go and you, then you have Captain America draw attention to it by going language and turn it into a running joke they've they've been planting the seeds of allowing there to be a little bit of a of a of a, of a line push I yeah. get it. There is a difference between PG and R and R most specifically R for Ryan Reynolds. Um, I, I, the dude I, pushes I, the envelope. Yeah, he does. He, and, and uh, I, I love it. Granted, I'm hoping he gets Disney money backing his show now, oh, backing, yeah. his, you know he's backing a Deadpool movie. And not only that, but I'm, I'm happy now because even though it's going to be written by, by, uh, by Ryan and Lizzie, and oh, by Blizzy and Wendy, I know damn well you got you got the you got the mastermind behind it himself, freaking Kevin Feige coming and saying, "Hey, here's things I want to sprinkle about. We have that. We gotta have. You gotta have. You're you gotta have a actual storyline now. You can't just be a, a you can't just be a a comedic superhero film just that makes jabs at everybody else. You gotta have make sense. Come 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 into us. Come into our territory, guys. It's gotta be. It's gotta be canon. Mm-hmm. You're right. Deadpool now plays in a grand in a bigger field. Mm-hmm. Now, people have asked, does this Deadpool know this Deadpool? And they have all but said yes, and only Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So Wade Wilson went from being essentially in the X-Men universe and is now playing in the in the in the MCU in the Marvel Street, and he will know. That he was over here, yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, they're going to address the multiverse." Oh no, 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 no. He's it's, just going gonna... to, and he's going to be over here, and he's going to know he was over there. And mm-hmm. when he sees a character mm-hmm. that was like, they people say like, they can't wait for the X Men to come to the MCU because they want Ryan Reynolds to go like, "Hey," and they're going to go, "Who are you?" Like, we don't know who you are. Um, so they will um I the, can't wait. Yeah, they have I said can't. that Ryan Reynolds will be literally the only one who knows he was in both. 
which is yeah. perfect because that's the way Deadpool is in mm-hmm. the comic books. If anyone's ever read a Deadpool comic book, yeah, uh, most specifically um, the most recent ones with uh, Scotty Scotty uh, Scotty Youngs, Scotty, Scotty Young. Youngs, yeah, um, and then the guy who did right before Scotty, and then also did the, there was three really there was really three really good writers on, yeah. on Deadpool over the last five or six years. There was yeah. the main Deadpool series. Uh, there was Deadpool Spider-Man, which was fantastic. And then there was the, the, the Scotty Young Deadpool, which was the last mm-hmm. kind of go around. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was the little extra one. There was like Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. There was Deadpool mm-hmm. versus the Black, Black Panther, Panther, which was Stambit. so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, He is so meta in those books yeah he addresses his inconsistent continuity he mm-hmm. will go from be ta- making reference to the uh, uh his existence his, his, his initial existence with um uh the guy who can't draw feet um <laughs> and uh and then he, through he the years never so. be named yeah. yeah. So he knows he knows his inconsistent continuity and he addresses it constantly and and it works. So um I'm worried it might confuse some but I think for the most I, I think you're going to get people that are going to want to see a Deadpool movie, they're going to want to see Deadpool interact with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um and some people are saying that to almost make it work to have Deadpool introduced into the MCU, you have to have an Avengers level movie i don't know if that's going to happen because basically we're getting avenger level movies in a lot of the upcoming marvel movies Mm -hmm. um most specifically dr strange yeah um thor uh, thor and and guardians galaxy as well now yeah they have basically said i think it was kevin feige who came out this past week and said quote thor love and thunder is basically going to be avengers 5 and i'm like holy f it's like yeah. that's gonna be massive so yeah, um I, I i'm just happy I'm, I'm a happy man uh that oh i'm happy this whole episode but like i'm just I'm, I'm glad that that ryan now can just be ryan reynolds and be deadpool forever now at this point but now he has a story i'm hope because like I, don't get me wrong i love deadpool's one and two it's just that because there was no other people for him to work with, even though granted you got the X Men, but they're not. But the, you know the studio's not gonna give him money to do the X Men. <clears throat> so I'm thankful now that he has that he has Marvel money, that he has Disney money backing up and saying, "Hey, let me pull this person, let me pull this person, let me pull this person, let me do this, let me do that. Let's, let's get rated R on this bitch." And so yeah, he's he 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 is giving a, a blank check basically. And but Kevin's like, but Kevin, I know Kevin Feige will be like, "Hey." We got to pull you into the into the mainline universe. We got to pull you into this. Oh, you want to do that, Spider Man? Well, at least don't do these certain things with him because he has to have some level of you know continuity or be you know be a kid still. So yeah, but yeah, I'm happy. That's cool. That's great. And it's and we should segue into the movie now because I'm feeling good, <laughs> and I will ultimately get I will ultimately get down a little bit in the movie, but in overall, yeah. It and it's a perfect timing because we just got to the one of the climactic parts of the movie as we're watching it here live. And like like Jr. said, is we're gonna try to tighten this up a little bit more. So what we're gonna yep. do is we might jump around um, mm-hmm. and we'll use the movie as a reference if necessary. But um, you know, we recommend guys to kind of watch it with us 
and have yeah. it on the background and, and kind of like take our notes to go watch yeah. the movie. Um, anyways, so let me give you a little background because right now the movie right now is at the scene where they uh, test the uh, Death Star for the first oh. time. Oh, on what's called on the on a I forgot Jens Jensa the 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 holy the, city. Yeah, the um the word they're being held captive mm. temporarily, mm. and mm-hmm. um we you know we've already been introduced to the lead character, um who is of course uh Jenner so, uh, Felicity played by Felicity Felicity Jones who is, is absolutely fantastic in my opinion yeah. I, I absolutely mm-hmm. love her. I thought she was great um, in uh, in this bit role that she was in in Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Mm. Um, but I'll give you a little background. Uh, the daughter of an Imperial scientist joins the Rebel Alliance in a risky move to steal the plans for the Death Star. It was directed by Gareth Edwards. Writers were Chris White's. Uh, Tony Gilroy, uh, as, war, as well, also getting credit, was, of course, um, uh, Mr. Lucas. Uh, does star Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, and Alan Tudyk, uh, oh. amongst others, including um, the Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker, um, mm-hmm. and of course Ben Mendelsohn we mentioned before, uh, Wen Jiang, Donnie Yen, and of course Mads Mikkelsen, who is uh, also fantastic. Um, but uh, it, this JR was the first foray. We mentioned this last week with Solo. Yep. This movie takes place in around the same time. Yeah. But it's we just, do yeah. we do know that this movie right now, as we're even watching this right now, is mm-hmm. literal days, days before the beginning of a new hope. Yep. Um in solo, the the Empire has already begun. Um yeah. the uh, the battle is, has already begun. We saw that where technically Han Solo joined the the the, the, the Galactic Empire, and yep. we know that the Galactic Empire was created at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So, the 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 exact timeline of where Solo is is kind of fuzzy, but a lot of people think that it took place before yeah, a couple of years yeah. before the events of yeah. Rogue One. But mm-hmm. Rogue One came out before a guy that would scare the crap out of me. It's just seeing that now the earth is kind of folding in on top of each other. Um, but Rogue One was oh, the first foray yeah. into a split off, a, 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 yeah. a, a splinter movie. Now, we do know that back in the 80s, uh, George Lucas uh, uh, licensed two spinoff movies, uh, of course, Ewok Adventures and the Ewok Adventures Battle of Endor. Um that featured loosely more or less characters from the Star Wars canon, mm-hmm. but they were kind of their own. These were within the Skywalker saga. These were the first licensed uh, spinoff movies, Rogue One being the first. Also, it should be noted, the Rogue One was the first ever Star Wars property to not be scored by John Williams. It did not oh. feature the... Uh, the, the um, traditional fanfare the star wars theme uh at the very beginning it was a it was a different uh opening matter of fact i, I can't remember I, have to, I i missed it at the beginning um a lot of criticism was given to george lucas one of the reasons why he was not allowed to direct empire strikes back and we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks was that he lost his um dga card 
his director's guild of america card because he broke a rule he did not put the cast in the opening credits he went right from the title sequence into the crawl into the movie that apparently does break some unwritten rules in hollywood and he was but if you think about it think about that movie think about any of the star wars movies could you add could you add the act could you do a traditional movie and and no you couldn't you it's got to be right there 20th century fanfare lucasfilm limited bam star wars give me the crawl pan down spaceship yeah um i couldn't remember if this movie started off with with opening credits or not i can't i can't remember I no it didn't it didn't so it, it stuck it with the tradition it did that whole thing it's just basically uh uh it sets uh um a story uh a planet star wars. Uh, starts Star Wars planet far, far away, right? And just goes straight into space. It goes straight into you have you're having um uh, what's the name? Oh, the uh, uh, case not case in um Orson's uh, cruiser going into the planet. Beautiful sh- beautiful cinematography shot of the planet, and just overall was a great it was a great setup. And you see Mads first time. You see Orson first first time. You see his death troopers there. You see you see the wife. You see young Jin. I think she's like six or seven at that time, and um. Yeah, you inevitably see what unfolds there. Great. Uh, that honestly, that's the first time I, I I had a four way, I guess, into seeing who Mad McKelson is. Mads McKelson. Uh granted, yeah, I did see I did you know, I, I've heard of him, but I've never really paid attention to him as an actor until this movie, which yeah. is crazy to me. Right. And and I've loved him ever since, man. So yeah, uh, the intro was there. We saw everybody. <laughs> And then right after that, um, we we see a huge time skip. You see Force Whitaker, who I gotta say, Force Whitaker's cadence throughout the whole film, right, was kind of off to me. His cadence yeah. or, his, or, or the way he talked, right, because the beginning, right, his cadence was very much, very very much felt like he where he was trying to imitate, uh, like he was in the starting position of his character from Black Panther. Right, like he was kind of etching out that one, or maybe it's a, a kind of a rehash accent that he used throughout his whole career. But it was, it kind of, it was kind of like he was. He, it felt like he was. He had his theater voice rather than his movie voice. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll see that, and maybe it has yeah. something to do with the fact that his character, you know, obviously was supposed to be on a respirator. But yeah, I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. When you, when you use that example right there, um, yeah. I, I gotta say, looking at this cast of. Mm-hmm. You know, Mad Mickelson uh, is a a known actor, um, uh, really did a fantastic job in uh, Doctor Strange. Um, And Felicity Jones, I think, is an underrated underrated actor. But um, little known fact, you look at a guy like um, Diego Luna, who is also talking about, you talk about... um, spinoffs is mm. talking about possibly getting his own uh, Star Wars series benefits it's in pre-production untitled Star Wars uh, cash and and or series nice. um, he was in Narcos um, I, and I said that's where he got um, his uh, that's where he was casted yeah. out of, basically but a little known movie um, you got to go back a bit and this is a very very much a a uh, kind of an indie darling um was back in 2001 and i remember i first heard about this movie in a rolling stone interview back back then i was doing a morning show on radio 
and I had first heard about this movie in a Rolling Stone article, and it was called uh, Itumama Tambien, um, mm. which is like basically your 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 mom's better. Um, and it was a uh, I, that's not a direct Spanish no. translation, but um, it's a coming of age uh, a movie between two friends. It's all all in Spanish with subtitles and whatnot. It's, it, um, and it's a coming of age kind of movie uh, between these two young boys, uh, and, and they basically they've got girlfriends and they talk about sex and and stuff like that. And they have no idea what the hell they're doing. And um, they go on this road trip and they find this woman and just they become men kind of, I don't know. I, I don't want to spoil it. it. It is a good movie. It is a, uh, as they say, not safe for work movie. Mm-hmm. It's not, not dirty, but it's, it, uh, it's a, it's an independent it's movie. Sports. It's an independent, yeah. it's an independent movie. So it, it kind of plays to a different set of rules um Mm -hmm. but uh it is very good and that was my first introduction into uh into diego and he has a a very unique look to him and i knew back then that this is this guy if he sticks with it is going to do something special um i did get into narcos a little bit with him and it Mm -hmm. honestly i was so enthralled by that show i'd forgotten it was him and then um kind of forgot about narcos it got too convoluted for me i just wanted to watch pablo escobar yeah and um when i heard about rogue oh, one i saw him in and i'm like dude that's the guy and so yeah um yeah. he's such a fun, he's such an underrated yeah. actor and this was a I, great yeah. role for him so sorry I, I will say no, no, but actually, uh, I, I lied. That wasn't the first time I saw Matt Kielsen because you are correct when you did say Doctor Strange because those two movies came out the same year and Doctor Strange came out a month before Rogue One, which released Rogue One released in December while Doctor Strange released in November. And so I actually that was my second time watching uh, Matt Kielsen on the screen. Granted, he only was like, yeah, I think the the max screen time he had in this movie was like ten minutes, I think maybe 10, 15 minutes, but. But yeah, it was a uh, first time seeing Mads, and I'm uh, the one thing that I cannot say though. I the one, the one no, not cannot say, but the one thing that I cannot, I cannot, you know, believe is that the the director Gareth Edwards, he hasn't done anything else after this, after this movie, which is sad to me, because I felt like even though you know everything was very much up to the second act going according to plan in the sense of like, oh, it's a Disney film. Everything after that and the whole movie, the, the, my, the movie entirely, right, felt really good from a cinematic standpoint from just like, okay, cool. You know, you, you got to hit your actors. The pacing was, the pacing was, was, was right. The pacing was right. Everything was good. And to feel, and I feel like, you know, he, he, he didn't do anything after this. That irrit- that's kind of like, what? It is very what? weird because if you look at his resume up to that point, yeah. he, he went bam, bam with two massive movies godzilla and star wars and then after this he went back to tv maybe he uh, he he's doing some other thing like i would think he would if he did if if he was given more star wars movie where would you where would you have gone you know I, because if it feels like this movie specifically held a lot of what the old star wars had like what the original star wars had if it held a lot of that right it felt like it was made it was made from a guy who loved star wars movies right it felt like 
it felt like it, it felt like you know something akin to John Favreau. Like, ah, right, cool, you know, to be with attention detail, things you love. We'll put in new characters here or there. And and the thing about the one thing that I love was that when the intro, introduction to Cation uh, and 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 um, to Diego Luna's character Cation, he. Let's get this straight up, right? Let's get let's get this get let's get this known. There is no quote unquote necessarily good looking people in this film, right? And there's not, it's going to sound sexist on both ends, but here's the thing. I'm glad there isn't because that's, that's not the thing you're looking at. It's, it's a distraction. It's, it's, it's a distraction, right? Yeah. You, you can't, you, if you, you, if you put Ray in here, she'll be too pretty to die. Right. Yeah. If you put yeah. Han in here, he's too pretty to die. And so a lot of these characters feel like very well-rounded, very, not well-rounded, but very, down to earth, very much in their character. Like Keisha, when you first introduced him, shot like uh, you know, was shot a guy in the back, and but he's a spy, right? He yeah. he said he has his path. Like, hey, I've been in this thing for a very long time. I know what's coming out. You know, we are we are the small guys. We are we are supposed to be uh, um, what's not uh, David and Goliath. We are David in this thing. We're we're the guys on the rope. So yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I can for my side to win, and that is what I thought of this movie. You're a rogue. You're rogues. You're yeah. rogues. So yeah, you know, having the only to me, the only um uh, okay, Felicity Jones, of course, she's beautiful. Yes. Okay, I understand. I love but Felicity the, Jones. Yeah. She has such a but, unique look to her and yeah, I, I, but like yeah, the the but her uh but she was never to me prettied up or dolled up in this movie. And I no. love that. I love that because that would not be a distraction, but more so like, all right, you're you're the main character, I get it, you're gonna live, type of thing, right? There's a yeah. there's a certain level of cleanliness on you where they can't ha- they can't kill you type of thing right, but then you know you have someone like Donnie Yen you have someone like uh, like Mads you have someone like Diego right like ah uh, yeah, they look pretty expendable type of thing right like that look of like oh, okay you know the like the guy uh, like when we get into like the the final scene or some of the other rebels they're like okay you're exp- you look expendable type of thing right that type of mindset. So like I, I'm glad I'm I'm happy that that was the case when specifically when we're caught, we're talking about this cast here. So I, I loved it. I liked it. Then you know when they when they break Kate, when they break Jen Urso out with K two our introduction to K two, which to me is my favorite droid. Is <laughs> my favorite droid because of just how dry how dry Alan Tudyk freaking nails him. Oh, love Alan Tudyk. Oh god, I love Alan Tudyk, man. He's awesome. So yeah, it it was. It, it was good. The first act for me felt very much like Star Wars. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And 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 and, and I just I, I like the touch of it that mm-hmm. it, it they didn't try to digitalize it up and they yeah. they didn't basically they didn't lean on the crutch of mm-hmm. of digital content. They tried to do uh, as close to physical effects as you could um where are you where are you right now in the film um they're gonna do they just crash landed um they're trying to do they're trying to save um oh uh uh, the father the father daddy erso daddy erso daddy um and of course we get to see we still get to see the death troopers which Mm. um while jr is not looking hey fans wink they're coming they're coming (laughs) wink just saying um 
anyways, uh, which by the way, um, speaking yeah. of the Death Troopers, um, we were talking about video games mm-hmm. last week or the week before. Dark Star Wars Dark Forces is actually the first appearance of the dark of the dark uh, the the Death Troopers, um, or the Dark Troopers, whatever they want to call it. Um, they originally were classified as droids, um, but they are not. They are actually uh, some kind of I don't want to say clone, but they're but they're they're stormtroopers. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're going to be a huge part of the storyline. And I tell you one thing: every single week, I find a new reason. Whether we do this podcast or something, I'm watching. I've got to watch Clone Wars and, and Rebels. Um, yeah. so I can't wait. I can't I wait to get know. after that. Um, I, again, I, I did one of the first scenes of this movie was them landing on on base one and going through <laughs> the the hangar and seeing the X wings and seeing the guy with the the snow shovel helmet yeah. and um, just the touches to it. And then, of course, you had. Um, uh, the uh, different characters that were from past, um, past movie, uh, past oh, movies. You, the introduction to Jimmy Smith's, okay. yeah, that, and then um, the the woman who plays um, Mon Mothma, um, yeah, 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 Mon Mothma, yeah, which is um, I know a lot of people are saying that's the is it the same character from the uh, I think I don't know if it was if it was. New Hope or, or Jedi, but they're, they're, the some people thought that maybe the character had already existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like the, the, the subtle touches, and of course, we got to see Governor Tarkin. Uh, of course, we know that he becomes Grand Moth Tarkin. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, side note, I've heard nothing but good things about the. They did. A, I think it was a comic book they did um, on Grand Mar Grand Moth Tarkin. Um, yeah, I think they did. And uh, or maybe it was just a, maybe it was a a, a a novel, but nonetheless, uh, some really good work out there based on that character, and they did a good job CGI in him because obviously the actor has since passed away since doing the original Star Wars movies. Yeah. Uh, but they did a great job on the CGI work on uh, yeah. on him. But um, you know, I, I saw in the new the new the the notes here going back very quickly yeah. to the 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 planet that was exploded by the death star yeah. um yeah you're talking about the uh the cinematography and the, the yeah. effects of seeing the the there was a we had a great line in your notes i just saw it um was the tsunami of sand and rock uh was uh there was such a great line um yeah, yeah. you said the best cinematic moments that happened in the current run of star wars absolutely agree it, it was uh oh, cool. and to me, the pacing was really, really well done because one, this is the first time Jin Erso has seen her dad. When when uh when Saw takes her back and 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 uh, to his thing and she shows him, and he shows her the hologram and sees him the first time, it was. I love the juxtaposition of the of the two scenes because one, you had the Death Star literally above you, and he's talking about it, right? He's talking about there's you know it's it's uh, you can kill it, you can destroy it, you destroy things about it, and you see you see uh very much a uh a a battle on not battle front on two fronts but like a scene in two fronts type yeah. of thing well, i love that because like you have this you hear you hear mads and him talking about you know the death star then you see vision the death star you see you see the scene of it you just just looming over this planet and just seeing this huge freaking thing now and I, this is the first time uh we see it since uh since you know the original trilogies uh, where we see the Death Star in action, like 
being gigantic, being yeah. such a domineering and such a immense presence that as it should be, it's something to be freaking feared. And I'm so happy that this movie really touched upon that and showed that and had and and the the type of lows and levels that that uh that that uh that daddy ursa that father ursa had to do papa ursa had to do oh, are you at that what what's uh which uh part of the movie are you on right now because there's a there's a dog fight okay so okay so here's the thing that uh that, that kind of not took me out of the movie but like my second time or third time watching it now took me out of the movie a little bit her takedown of the guy of the stormtrooper was so weird dude uh, i must have missed that part Dude, when she okay, when she's out, you know, when she figured out that that oh, uh, um, you know, he, uh, that uh, Cashin's gonna is there to kill my dad, she goes up and sneaks past Cashin for some reason and goes to the and and makes her way to the actual, uh, to the actual um um uh, landing dock, right? And she silently sneaks up against, sneaks behind um a stormtrooper in the rain, and it looks like from my position or the camera position, she grabs the gun and the stormtrooper does this amazing sell of like oh. And he just flips forward, hits the ground, and falls backwards. And oh, to me, that part. dude, I want you to rewind it and look at it. <laughs> because uh, it looks like, honestly, she just grabs the gun. And the camera was so high, it didn't show. It probably didn't show her, her lower arm. Like, maybe sweep the guy's feet or something. Oh, okay. Like, even that, even in that position, you don't, you don't really see it. So I'm like... Uh, okay, they're 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 gonna try to Peggy Sue her maybe just a little bit, right? Just to, just for story stick. I get it, right? Um, so, that was a okay. That was weird. What I did like, and you brought a great great point here in the notes too, was that uh, there are no Jedi yes. in in the movie, uh, yes. and there yeah. are no Force enhanced uh, per se uh, characters. Now we just saw a scene though. With, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's Donnie Yen's character. Donnie freaking Yen, man. Hell he's, yes. Yeah, he's the blind. He's the one that can't see. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's basically his Atuichi. Yes. If you don't um, know who Atuichi is, I I got I got we got we got culture up, my dude. So but is yeah, it Sharut in in Imwe? Shir- yeah, yeah. There's Shir- a moment Shir- where Shir- he 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 because he he has the, of course the, the 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 big tagline in the movie of course is I am the force the force is with the me force with me. So he he's blind and he is able to, uh, you know, kind of like in um, the end of A New Hope, yeah, where Obi Wan tells Luke, "Use the Force, Luke. Take the camera mm-hmm. off, and just feel it. Like now, mm-hmm. shoot the proton torpedoes, and they go down the uh, the exhaust tube. Blah blah blah. Bam. Um, is he has there's a moment where he takes the crossbow and he just like, okay now boom and shoots yep. and knocks down a tie fighter and yeah. i know that there were people that bitched about that i'm like okay what's more realistic that or a farm boy from tatooine who's had a, what a week's experience dry flying one of the most sophisticated star fighters in the galaxy the the, the x-wing and is able to shoot not one but two photon torpedoes uh down an exhaust tube by using the force and you guys sit there and talk about how a new hope is one of the greatest star Wars movies of all time. You first off fans. Yeah. Expand disbelief. Okay. Let your mind at ease. Enjoy the movie. Okay. If you want to bitch about things, wait till we get to the last Jedi. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, and, and, 
Yeah. And can we actually, can we kind of just rewind that a little bit, even a little bit even further to our introduction of Chirut or to my dude, Don Yen, which sadly, well, not sadly, but this is the best American movie he's been in. Sadly. There you go. And even though he's been in Mulan. <laughs> I think all the above uh, was in Mulan. Uh, I still haven't yeah, seen it. I want to watch it. I, yeah. I still haven't seen it. I'm have a rant. I'm I'm gonna heal. No, I'm gonna need no, a whole freaking, take, a, take, take a deep breath. I'm gonna need a whole episode for a rant for that one. But yeah, but but Don Yen, right? He because here's the thing with Don Yen and specifically Hong Kong actors or people who are from the Chinese cinema film, right? Hong Kong's fighting film, they love wide shots because you they want you to see the action. What yeah. they do with Don Yen, give him wide shots, let him do his work. And have everybody else. They're basically in. They're basically in bumper gear anyway. Let them hit you. Let them hit the fuck out of you. Let them do his thing. You sweep. You sell. You do all these things, and you make Johnny look good. No, not Johnny. You make you not John. You uh, you make freaking Donnie look good, right? Yeah. You make him look good. He makes you look good, and the film looks good, which they do when his first scene. When his first scene, to, when they when they had that initial that initial bout with the with the um with the the stormtroopers there. Back in, a, I think it's Jaren. I'm pretty sure the the the, the place is called Jaren, right? But we're introduced to both his character as well as uh, Baze, Baze Mabus, who is done by Zhang Wen, Zhang Wen, who's uh, who acted acted by Zhang Wen, and yeah, Don Yen, man. Ah, <sighs> oh, oh, man, I wish he was 30 again and was able to do American movies, American fighting movies with him, dude, because that man is a legend, absolute legend. Yeah, his uh, his force powers. He, he, I can't say he has force powers. I say he's force. In, I can't say he's. I don't think he has any force influence either. I do believe that he is more so force religious. Yes, or spiritual. For spiritual, he is he, to to um to me. It's no different than when you have again going back to a new hope. And again, mm-hmm. this is where we'll get to next week, but mm-hmm. foreshadowing. Um, you have Luke Skywalker is had the lightsaber for about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and um, he's using that blast droid, learning how to use a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan tells Luke to put on the blaster helmet with the with the uh, shade the, sh- the shades on, and he takes a blaster to the side, then he goes kind of refocuses, boom, boom, boom. And he makes the comment, hey, I can almost see it. And so I don't know if necessarily they think that's a, a force power. I think that that is, again, using the, the Zen-like uh, uh, religious uh, yeah. aspect of the force. Mm-hmm. And it's just like no, 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 nothing else. I mean, just like anything else with, with anything that's Zen-related nowadays, you can sit there and kind of like you meditate and you can, with your eyes closed, almost see something kind of come to you. Um, so maybe it's not necessarily a, a uh, yeah, a, a force power, but a yeah, I, using the force to center yeah. one's mind. I think yeah, it's definitely very much like I, I forgot which book. I don't know if it was a if it was a book that broke it down or something else. But like the force, when they say monochlorine or whatever it's called, right? It's all around you, right? Yeah, I think those. I would like to believe that the people who are, even though they they are force deficient, uh, people like uh, people like uh, like Danian's character are able to sense the force or even see the force in a certain sense, right? 
where they know how where their vision can dictate, right? Because you see, because we see throughout the whole film, he's able to catch his own. He, he's able to catch his his stick. He's able to maneuver certain around minutia, minutia, right? He's able to do that. So, like, he's a Zatsu, He's the, definitely a Zatsuichi character who was a blind swordsman in, in in Japanese cinema, and he fits that role. And he, yeah, yeah, it just very much feels like, like. Yeah, he was somewhat force. Yeah, it's force spiritual, man. I think that was it. it. Very much fits into that Zen, into that Yin Yang type of thing, where you are one. It's free flowing. That that the that the force is a free flowing thing that you can you can not just tap into, but more so be one with. And yeah, that that's just that's just the whole the whole essence of his quote. I'm one with the force. The force is me. Like exactly. And so I, I love that his it, it was a very well thought out character. Granted, it was very you know very very low screen time for everybody in there because it's just one incursion after the next for this film. But that's fine, man. Like yo, that's cool. The pacing was crazy, but because the stakes are super super high, that's the only way. We're at the uh, the scene on Mustafar. Um, oh. I almost forgot about this when I was looking to my research. I'm going, why when they were on Mustafar? And then, and it's at it's at Darth Vader's temple, which mm-hmm. of course we saw in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> which um, is, it, I, I wrote in the notes there saying that man, he he, he had a whole ass base on. <laughs> he really made a whole ass base in the place he was burned at. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, uh, there, I do like the part with um the fact that, and again going back to the chicken shit heel aspect or Mm -hmm. orson uh, krennic Mm -hmm. um i like that be careful do not choke on your aspirations director um Mm -hmm. i know it's quippy whatever but i liked it because it really did and and going back and looking at from that vantage point that uh, that the character is just that he's a sniveling weasley just despicable character Mm -hmm. um that thinks this shit doesn't stink because I delivered you this grand, this, this grand design, this, this great weapon and yada, yada, yada. And Darth Vader, who is an all knowing, basically was a Jedi. Now he sees, he sees the ways of the, of the Sith. Um, He knows don't, don't be, don't rest on your laurels. You know, don't, don't, don't just go base. Yeah. It's a great weapon. Cool. Great. But, you know, Vader sees the grander, the greater picture. And that's why, you know, kind of like Thanos did in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Darth Vader's like, fine, I'll do it myself kind of moment. And he goes and tries to acquire the, the, the plans at the, uh, yeah. spoiler alert, at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did like that scene. Now, I, I, I forgot about it the first time. The second time I remembered it and I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Darth Vader is in the middle of the movie. And then I remember, I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I chuckled at the, uh, the, the quip. Yeah. And now I look back at it and go, okay, there was more substance to this scene. Mm-hmm. And it was basically Darth Vader telling there was more to that line. There was more to that don't choke on your aspirations. It yeah. was more than just a quip. It was trying to tell him, like, listen, these guys will still mess with you. Like, they're, 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 they're wiry. Uh, yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're they're they'll do it they're scrappy so um uh okay so uh, i'm pretty sure when the mustafar thing yes sir 
this is before uh this is this is no after the conversation between jen and casey and her right on the ship um uh, pretty sure i believe so no, yeah. no. okay because uh here's a thing where oh, kind of the jimmy smith scene hey jimmy smith let's go but this is the this is the part uh the movie where it kind of like kind of switched things for me I'm like ah oh, man here you go it's disney again right where literally uh, literally jen sees her dad for maybe a good minute two minutes right and all the things that she has built up to this point right now having certain resentments towards her father for being abandoned by her parents and being abandoned by saw and having a lot of things on her on her you know on her on her mindscape and like not really being with the resistance anymore and don't care keep your head down you know you don't you don't see a flag if you just keep your head down top of stuff right her character ultimately changes to the like like nothing the second she sees her dad and he says stardust and all these things the things i want to say to you oh i'm dying in your hand i'm dying in your arms right now even like and then out of nowhere, like it's just that, like, oh, I'm part of the Bellion now. Like, yeah, I definitely want to do my dad's thing now. I definitely want to do that now. Like, you just you just yelled out of nowhere, got your dad killed. <laughs> like, I, I, uh, don't get me wrong, I love the movie. I don't, I, I love them, but like, uh, just because I love it doesn't mean I'm blind. Just because doesn't mean I'm not blind. Uh, I'm blind to the fact that this ultimate switch just happened we were we were built up for a good 30 40 minutes of who Jin urso was she was about herself she was on the road herself she was able to take care of herself she was very much a a uh uh she was saw's best trained warrior yeah right i get that but she doesn't give a damn about the rebellion she didn't at that point she didn't care about that she wanted to get all right cool you got saw then cool here's saw i'm out now that was her. That was her ideal. She didn't want nothing to do with you. She had nothing. To, wanted to do nothing with Kation. She didn't want nothing to do with a, with C two. And then the second she saw her dad die, and he said, "Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you too, Daddy. No, don't leave me. I will definitely take on your plans now and just kill everybody." Like, like that's so. That's a very Disney ass. Like, okay, that's where Disney came in and say, "Oh no, now, now this stolen dark girl that was moody and like was really to herself and really didn't want to keep people, let people in is now your manic pixie girl. You're I'm bubbly. I'm all about hope. I'm all about this. I'm all about that. We need to do this thing because rebellion's all about hope. I'm like, oh, we got we we she. They're turning Jen into they're journey. They're turning Jen into Ray, and I'm like, no, please no. <laughs> uh, you know it's funny going back and 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 watching uh this movie again and it's funny mm-hmm. that you and again not one to debate uh because you may see it differently than i do but i do see from time to time when you're when, and some fans that go like oh it's, it's disney-esque it's yada 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 this movie right here mm-hmm is uh since lucasfilm was purchased from uh uh from uh from from disney by disney um this is actually the only quote disney produced um star wars movie that i feel doesn't have a disney feel to it um matter of fact the the prequels which had nothing to do with uh Disney. disney As a matter of fact, it was produced by 20th Century Fox, had more of a Disney feel to it um, than than, than this movie. Solo had a little bit of a touch of Disney to it, but I think that that was at the beginning and it got grittier 
towards yeah. the end and let it let it like stop just let it yeah. be what it is yeah. you don't you know I, to me and like you, like you said you go back to your notes where you talked about there's no jedi this is one of the first movies and then it kind of, kind of fell into a pattern it created a new pattern but mm-hmm. this one seemed different because yeah they have they have the 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 heroine they have you know jen uh jen or saw um I always forget. I always want to make sure I get her name hey, correct. Uh, uh, Jen or so. Um, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you couldn't, you could not write that role mm-hmm. for any other character. It could not be male. Honestly, I don't think that you could have the same emotion of that character and flip it and have it be a son to his father. It wouldn't mm-hmm. work. It has to be a daughter. It has to be a female. So everyone's like, "Oh, it's a whatever." Like, yeah, oh, it's it, them. It's okay. them pushing a an agenda of a mm-hmm. female, blah blah blah. It became that. I think that Jen became a a role model for uh, for, for 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 women stuff like that. Whereas you look at Ray, you look at uh-huh. Ray. Ray uh-huh. could have been yeah. could have been male or female. That character could have been male or female. Mm-hmm. you've got a unisex you got a unisex name uh yeah. but Jin. Yeah. so you take that and you have the other diff- different characters and stuff like that and the, the band as you what did you call it the band of near duels yeah great that, great win yeah so which which part of the scene are you right now which right uh, which now they are, are um i think they're preparing to go uh towards they're on the shuttle they've left the base Okay. Okay. So here, here, here's the reason why I say it's is Disney ass. All right. So, so just stay with me on this right here. Yes, sir. Before. Okay. So the confrontation between Jen and Kation before they go to the base. Before they go to the base, because because Jen's like you're gonna you were there to kill my father. How dare you? Right. Yeah. You were. You, everybody knew it. You're gonna kill my dad. I'm like. And he's like. I had every chance to, but I didn't. Because you know I did have hope too, but then same time like. Like what? What are you talking about? Like, well, you're, you know, you're, you're wrong. You know, this thing's wrong. Like, you, how do you have a moral high horse right now when you didn't care about the rebellion? I've been in this since I was six. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, they, they made a Death Star. They made, they made this huge horrendous thing. They just blew up a city, and you're trying to talk about me killing your dad when I, which I didn't. You got your dad killed because he yelled to him. <laughs> but like, no. But then the rebels, they, they shot the, they shot the, the base. Yeah, because they thought that. Galen was there, and then we didn't know anything about it. And so she it's this weird thing of her trying to take a hot horse now and being all about the rebellion, literally in the flip of literally at the drop of a hat, right? Yeah. And then when it when they go to the base and they say and they have to bring it, they bring it to the uh they bring it to the council saying, Hey, you know, this is what they're doing. It's a big death star, and everybody's like, Oh, we can't go. No, we we gotta just you know, just cut tail and run. And she is she's now all for it, goes saying, Hey, no, we have to do this, guys. We have to do this. We're the rebellion. Well, like what's that rebellions are built on hope rebellions are built on hope i'm like you just flipped the switch so fast and then right after that she uh the, she goes to the plant she goes to the ship and you have Cation back there and he basically she he basically captains her at that point saying well you know i've i've been in it i've been in this for so long and you know this might be the last thing but i respect you even though we had a bad conversation literally about four hours ago and all this other stuff and so i'm there with you ray i'm like oh no they're disney it. they're they're disney it. they're they're really trying to they're really trying to they're really trying to you know try to prop up this girl now who's definitely a manic pixie girl now 
a manic pixie dream girl, even though she's the main character of the plot. And now she's very happy-go-lucky. She's very, um, you know, all about the all about the rebellion and, and all about you know wanting to you know to be better. Even though she got her, even though she her dad died, and oh my dad loves me now, so I'll just go and die for him, you know, for his thing that he wants. And I'll have I'll lead a bunch of guys who'll die for me too. <laughs> I'm like, what? I get it. I get it. it's a rebellion. It's it's a suicide yeah. mission. And I, I, I definitely want when she when she makes a speech to all of them, I really, really want it just for a guy to say, so what? Are you a suicide squad now or something? <laughs> it does I definitely you know, want it's, to it's funny that. is that they're coming in on the on this shuttle uh, and yeah. they're approaching the 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 uh, landing bay. It mm. does have that kind of feel to it from Suicide it was, Squad, the first one. Yeah, um, yeah. that it's it's like, what are we, some kind of suicide squad? Suicide squad? Yeah, base. I wanted them to say that, right? Like, I and I, I feel the most human approach to it was K two. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Jen, I'll be there for you too. Well, because Cassian said so. <laughs> like, he's the most realistic. Response. Like, y'all gonna die, and we're gonna do a suicide mission. So, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> it, it just felt weird. Like, I felt like the mood. But the whole film, right, was kind of sour anyway. And they just said, no, wait, we're we're a Disney property. We got to light them up. All right, then, Jen, you have to be happy now. Okay. <laughs> so I that's why I feel like the, the thing went. Like, so it felt very Disney in that sense. I'm like, like, yo, it's supposed to be a sour movie. You're supposed to be rogues. No one's a Jedi here. Yo, like, there is no living. There, the, the Rebels' lifespan are so low in most of the Jedi movies. Most in the Star Wars movies, so like, if like you guys are gonna like, why is it? Why is everyone so happy and go lucky? Like you're gonna have a suicide mission. Like it was the exact same thing, literally the hour before this happened, and so it, it just felt very off-putting to me because like that just took me out of the story for a little bit, right? Second or third time I was watching it, and so now you're all about oh, but we're family now, guys. I said some stuff with my dad, but now you know I could I just. I'm happy and I want to go, you know, go do his thing by going to go to this planet where it houses all the stuff and we're going to go get it and then we're going to destroy the Death Star. Yeah. I'm like, these that's sets, not something to be happy about. These sets are also, by the way, are incredible. And I mean, I yeah. know that most of them were digitally done, but they just, they look so much better. And again, I guess it's a testament to the, uh, to the, um, technology of the day that they're so much better than the uh um than the the, the, the prequels and whatnot um you know which, oh, which planet were they on again they are this is the the, the climax of the movie where this yeah, is a scarif scarif yes yeah, sure. this is this is the third act which i'm um, thank god it happened this way to we've me. got about we've got about 45 minutes left into this so mm-hmm. you know we're gonna if we Catch if we up. get to the end we get to the end um but okay. uh, again going back to what i said at the beginning of the show um the way this ends to me i look at it this way it's like um you know if you're the producer of the movie you go to kathleen kennedy and say listen uh do you have any intentions of using any of these characters in canon over the course of the next 
whatever set of films? Are you going to do anything else with them to progress their character? I could get doing a prequel and telling the story of Jen Erso, but I think if this has done enough job, are you going to do anything with Jen Erso down the road? No. Okay. We're going to kill her off. Um, And to me, it, it first, when I first saw it, it felt that way that they killed her off just because they had no further use for it. it. And, and, and it became to me at first, I'm like, Oh, that's a bummer. Like they, she became just a throwaway character. And then I watched it. I'm like, no, you can be a main character. You can be the main character and die in your movie. It can Mm -hmm. happen. Um, And so the second time I saw it, I'm like, okay, get it. But to me, it just, the way it ended, uh, it it had so much of, it just reminded me of deep impact for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of just the ending scene with the, with the death star and stuff like that. Um, The, I, I don't know why this just made me think of when they're coming in for a landing uh, on uh, on the base. You know, they act so surprised when they see the adats later in this in this scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. That how do you not see something like that? I mean, you got to think about it. per scale. Um, mm-hmm. An adat is the size of a base. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a huge. The, the Imperial Walker is uh, is gigantic. I mean, there's a picture of it. Um, to scale right. that's the size I mean, it's, it dwarfs uh, palm trees these gigantic palm trees uh, yeah. Scarif is this like, kind of tropical it almost kind of reminds me uh, a little bit of um, when they come in for Atlantic kind of reminds me of uh, Abu Dhabi and mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot but this, this these AT-ATs these uh, AT-ACT uh, walkers mm-hmm. are the size of they're probably about seven, eight stories tall. Yeah. If you're coming in for a landing at a base and you have this, you don't see them. this, this gigantic tower of a base mm-hmm. that's the size of the, the building in, in uh, the UAE and uh, you can't see a seven story freaking vehicle and then yeah. act surprised 15 minutes later <laughs> when it's blowing you out of the, uh, off, out of the, off the ground. Yeah. Um, I still like that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It, I mean, okay. So this is the part where I got pulled back into the movie when people started dying. <laughs> you would, of course. They call you the Dark King. No, no. But here's the thing, right? Because, like, okay, you know, because my thought process is like, uh, it's going to be very much that whole, you know, dreamscape. Oh, everything's going to make it and everybody's going to make it out alive type thing, right? Because, you know, we. We have all our friends and everything else. And, you know, we even though we met each other for the last six days, possibly, maybe even less, we're all good friends now. We're really close. I'm calling you a little sister. So all this stuff. Right. I think that's one of the lines from um, from uh, from, the, from the guy from one of the guys. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then we have eight. We have K2 die. Very dramatically. I'm like, wow. No, actually, before that, too the insurrection or them just you know basically um basically entering the base felt very much like captain america first avenger yeah i was just seeing i just saw that in the notes and i I was thinking the same thing um yeah i love that like i i like i I understand like you remember my remember my comment i said before right when you when people have that look like oh you're you're expendable i like how the director really you know really looked at everybody's faces there before that happened and really looked at them, right? And you see characters, even though they're they're not given really names, and some of them, some leaders given names, sure. 
but like you see the guys, you you're online with some of the characters, and then you see that all right, cool, you know, some of these guys they're gonna die here, or all these guys are gonna die here. Yeah, I'm at that and scene right it, now where they're ambushing yeah. the. Uh... Yeah, it felt very much cool. All right, then and now we're now they personalize it with us, the the watch the the viewer, and and we see it. All right, cool. Maybe you know, maybe maybe we maybe they can maybe they can pull this off. Maybe they can pull this off. You know, who knows? And dang. Like the the like the way they're able to go throughout their full on looks like World War Two as type of thing, you know they're storming they're storming Iwo Jima somewhere and they're taking the island and they're going out doing some tactical ops type of stuff. I I liked I liked that play. That's this is how wars are won. Sadly, at the you know sadly, and uh, yeah, it talks about you know men on the, you know troops on the ground and stuff. And so that, that's just I I really enjoy the setup to that scene, and and the scene that followed. And inevitably, when of course, when K two, uh, Jin and Kation, they, they enter, they enter the spot, man. The those film really shines when they show the battle, when they show battles on three on three different fronts. It yeah, really does shine. And they're 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 prepping now. That I guess they 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 just now found out. Mon Mothma just found out that uh, they, they have the rebels position. on Scarif. Um, so now they're they're. Uh, Mm-hmm. scrambling the fleet so mm-hmm. to speak um the uh well since there's a little break in the action here um figured it's no better time than as we get to the end of a podcast Yummy. and we got a little break in the action mm-hmm. and we do the flex pull um yeah yeah gotta show me up there jackass <laughs> Uh, we've got here, uh, I've talked about this before. I'm a little behind on my, on my reading, but, uh, we have a, uh, you know, Alex Ross has mm-hmm. been doing a, a great job on some of these covers, I agree. um, over the last uh, few weeks. And this one, he gets a chance to, um, take a stab at the star spangled man with a plan. Uh, we've got Captain America number 25 still in the Tanahashi coats run, um really unique story again i'm about a year behind on the storytelling but i know that cap took a break um during the coronavirus um and uh, they really kind of had to go back to square one but uh, tanahashi coach just absolutely does a phenomenal job um and i hope people right now are going like oh my gosh this show's got really add all of a sudden well we're taking a break um and i think we'll kind of wrap things up here momentarily we may not make it all the way to the end of the movie um, cause I think we've kind of hit all the points that JR and I really wanted to hit on. Yeah. Um, you know, chick gave me this cover. I mean, put it on my pulse and give it to me. Um, wasn't sure if I was going to like it. And, uh, it is echo. One of the, uh, oh, yeah. women of color indigenous, uh, characters that they've introduced over the last, um, uh, over the last few years, it's an indigenous character. Um, Mar- and uh, this is Marvel Voices Indigenous Voice number one, right. and it is a pretty damn close to a Virgin variant. It's not, but it's pretty darn close. And it is a David Mack cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a gorgeous cover. Oof. Some yeah. of the best work that David Mack's done. And uh, this, um, it's like this he, is, he's he, God, he's, been really, he, he's been really he's been really like really reveling in like 
a lot of like Native American S covers. Like yeah. he's done he's done American Gods, right? And a lot of a lot of American Gods covers. As the main character in it actually specifically is is Native American Shadow, and uh, he has like his work on American Gods is amazing. The covers are amazing. Yeah. The um. This is an older cover, but I have the. I think this is actually from a couple of weeks ago. This is a uh, Power Rangers, I believe, number one. I believe this is a one in ten variant. Uh, this is yeah. This is uh, Power Rangers number one, one in ten variants. Um, and I have the uh, number two coming uh, in December. Unfortunately. I was not able to get my Peach Momoko cover, uh, which was a great cover. JR was there when I bought it, uh, but I found out that they only got three copies, and I was number four. Oh yeah, bring it back. So either gonna just the Green Ranger. It's a, it's a really cool cover, and when it comes out, I'm sure JR got one. Maybe not. You did not get one. Okay. No. Uh, it, just, the, the Green Ranger, or is it the Red Ranger one? It's the Green Ranger is the, is the one coming out. Um, let me see if I can find the picture of it. Um, this, is my, this is my big get. This is my big get of the. Uh, like you can't see it, but it's the. Uh, it's an omnibus of the, of the monstrous run. Omnibuses and, and trade paperbacks are in hot demand right now, especially if it's a first print. Obviously, anything in first print is going to be. Uh, it was not well, Jr. It wasn't necessarily. The Green Ranger. It was the the uh, the White Ranger. Oh um, oh yeah, that was coming out. That, that so that's a Peach Pomoko. Let me pull it up real quick here. Um, do a little sh- uh, little share screen here. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you watching the YouTube video, and again, take this opportunity, uh, get a couple of couple of pieces of work out of the way. Number one, if you're listening to our audio podcast. Uh, get a chance, jump over to YouTube and, uh, and see some of the visual elements uh, that um, that we add to the show. And of course, right here is the Mighty Morphin number two Moco cover variant um, that uh, was going for uh, for twenty bucks uh, mm-hmm. at uh, Comic Asylum. By the way, get our chance to get our plug in here. Um, if you did not listen to episode number twenty five, you missed out an opportunity. Or, or sorry, probably missed all the rules that we put out there to earn your chance for not one, not two, but three chances um, at a J. Scott Campbell Art Germ two-pack of Wonder Woman books. Yep. Uh, it's the Art Germ uh, uh, Wonder Woman number 51, I believe. And of course, the J. Scott Campbell uh, variant for Wonder Woman number 750, the 60s variant. Uh, I mean, I will, uh, there we go. What do we got? Omnibus of Monstrous. 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 Uh, it's just a cool uh, looking book. Yeah, man. Like, it's a huge, thick ass book, too. I love it, dude. It was and cool. If, I, I just might think for a minute, but yeah. And for those, for those of you who aren't watching and are listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, yeah. by the way, leave us a five star review and uh, let us know how we're doing. Um, for those who can't mm-hmm. see it, an omnibus is a um, essentially a the complete collection of the entire run of that particular book. So imagine, say, like, oh shit! Oh, you know, I mean, an, omni, an omnibus for like they don't do a lot of omnibuses. 
yeah they don't it's it's more like they do a lot of omnibus specifically for marvel for like older stuff yeah this is technically a huge omnibus for all of the issue one series for this one like it's like yeah it, this is i don't know if people can technically call it like it, i guess yeah it's an omnibus it's an omnibus yeah it's just like it's a small like omnibuses are much thicker than this yes but like it's a it's yeah, a it's, it's a bordering it's, on it. yeah it's image uh, it's an image uh thing so so there you go it is i love it cool oh, i love this scene right here so there's a real quick side note they're they're doing a um uh they have like a like a tra- troop transport kind of mm-hmm. swooping around and the guy was shooting at the side of it at the at at oh, yeah, yeah. and um i don't know why it reminded me a lot of um of uh uh full metal jacket oh yeah yeah that's I, so I, I love yeah though that's when it really uh the the film really shined for me because like it was definitely the war on three fronts and you know you had you know that you had the the tie fighters and you had the you had everybody fighting in space and you had you had the war com that you had the the ground combat in on the land and as well as just the, some of the air combat too within the within the planet as well and that's just really really shined for me as well as you know you had jen and kation and at and then um a no um K two K two died at that point. I'm pretty sure a couple more deaths gonna come by because the 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 tide's gonna turn again. It felt very much. It, it feels like Gareth Edwards really excels in in war films, destruction films. And yet, he, he did Godzilla. And yet, and yet Highland, you know, it's funny is he only has three movies to his credit for direct for yeah. uh, director work, and the last movie he did was Rogue One. So that's maybe that's his mic drop. Yeah, he's such a gem, man. And and granted, I would love to see if he had full, you know, create creative uh, independence to, to do a director uh, to do. I don't know about a director's cut, but more so to do more Star Wars movies, man. But it would be cool to see him do that. Maybe he has a chance. Maybe he gets a chance at uh, a Mandalorian because they did let Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, uh, direct. I believe, um, what it was this past week's. Well, now it could have been this week because I think they they said that um, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this past week, but right, I yeah. believe I'll they're first... starting to let they're starting to let some of the uh, the actors, especially the ones that have been around for a while, take a stab yeah. at directing. So yeah, I know that Bryce Dallas Howard she she did direct uh, an episode last season too. So that a lot of there was there was there was five for those who don't know about the Mandalorian. There's there's a five director troop. Um, yeah. One of them is Bryce Dallas Howard, of course. You know her as Claire from the Jurassic World movie. She's also mm-hmm. Ron Howard's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other being uh, Taika Waititi. Um, yeah. And Taika, of course, did um, uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok. He is directing Thor, the um, Love and Thunder, and also was uh, nominated for an Academy Award for um, Jojo, oh, Jojo Bun- the Rabbit. Jojo yeah, the Rabbit. Jojo the Rabbit. Jojo yeah. the Rabbit. Um, and so he directed, and he also appears in the the um, the show as a a, uh, a droid. Mm. Um, and then, of course, uh, the other one of the other writers is a guy who is the showrunner or was the showrunner for um, Clone Wars, and was personally given that role by George Lucas. That's badass. Yeah. Um, and so, anyways, uh, another flex. I blame Jr. for this one because uh, I thought I was there he, for it. I think I thought he didn't have it, and I thought he was eyeballing it. So I grabbed it yeah. and paid for it, and that was uh, my Peach Momoko, oh, yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer cover. It's a cool cover. It's a good cover. And 
JR is a, is a huge nut for Peach Momoko. Um, it, it's one of those styles, it's hit or miss. Yeah. Campbell, for the most part, in my view, can do no wrong. He can, but in my, my opinion, I like almost every cover he does. Mm-hmm. I just, my wallet sometimes can only take so much. Um, Art Germ, he's just so good. Uh, uh, was it Derek Chu? Derek Cho? Derek Chu. Derek, Derek Chu. Chu is, I love his work. Yeah. He's going uh, to David Mack is a guy, can't do anything wrong. David yeah, Mack. You're paying, for, you're paying for art. Yeah. You're, yeah, you, it's, it's, you're it's, for it's art. It's art. Yeah. David Mack is, he's a guy that should be at the forefront of San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And the dude's usually in the corner by himself and usually has no crowd. Yeah, and, he, and, he'll, and he'll hold court and he's, he's a good guy um, yeah. but Peach Momoko I, I, she, she's hit or miss yeah. Yeah. Um, and I saw that cover and just I, I, and, I'm, and I've told yeah. you JR is I've scaled back my quote collecting I'm not buying as many variants I'm yeah. not expanding my, 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 my pool list mm-hmm. but I saw that cover and I said I gotta have it it's yeah. a cool cover it, it's very much like um, Peach's style is very niche I will say that her style already is very niche because it's one is it's, it's Japanese anime. It's Japanese manga at style. Right. And so already that time frame, right. Specifically, if you, you know, been a huge fan of just, you know, American style cartoons forever, you're, you know, it might be hard to translate into Japanese animation. Right. And so, yeah. yeah and that's all peach does, man. Peach is and anime has its own subgenre too. And so she tackles a lot of subgenres in anime as well. Uh, for for her art style and it's hit and miss for a lot of them right like her her amazing covers for 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 power rangers right or the tear away of like the cost of the actual yes. costume and itself amazing right freaking amazing um but then you have some of her other lackluster ones right i think the jenka cover that she did with it where it's the it's an upward it's a camera angle is downwards and she's looking upward right but it's it's the pose where she is the jenka the teenage uh, new children one that was kind of like a miss for me right there's a couple other ones where it felt like kind of rehashes of her old work as well but at the same time, I do know that she is a well sought out after. She's a well sought out after uh, uh, artist right now by everybody. So yeah, a lot of stuff's gonna look the same for her. And but like everyone one that started off, I will always say is that freaking is that um, spider spot no um, ghost spider number two, where she it's it's uh, it's the photograph picture of her and and a, sp- a spider Gwen. That's the one that started off, man. And ever since that happened, she just constantly been asking. For, she's been given more work and more work. And so, yeah, she's definitely going to be hit or miss. The same way I feel Archer is hit or miss for me now, too. Because a lot of his stuff is the same. Yeah. For me, I see that. J- Campbell, I love Campbell, but he and, the, and, and he has gone up in the last couple of years, man. But now it's definitely he's in decline because a lot of his stuff is looking the same. Or people are seeing that it's very much the same artwork now. And but that's fine. That's fine. It, it, like the comic, the comic book industry, the com or comic book artists, they, they always come in waves, man. They like go one artist is hot or the, one style of art is hot, and then it's a dip, and then you go back to your artists and you go up. It's a dip. It's the same thing. It's a wave. And so, collect what you love, man. That's it. Collect what you love. Collect what you exactly. Like, you know? And just come listen to us, guys, and we'll give you tips of like you know what to get because if it's gonna get hot or not. Because I definitely called Peach Momoko a long ass time ago. So, what was uh, what was the first book that you saw of hers that you're like, okay, I, I got to have it? Uh, oh, it was actually, it was I I I I DM'd her actually. 
Yeah, I DM'd her. It was at Chick's. Uh, it was at Chick's store. I totally freaking forgot about. This. I DM'd Peach Momoko one time before she was, you know, uh, hard to get a hold of. Uh, and it was. It was, I think, an uh, a Can I look? I can't. Okay, Peach. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you look up Apocalypse and the Extracts? Uh, one for twenty-five. X uh, Age of X Men two. Let's see here. Title: Age of X Men two. Peach Momoko variant. Just do that. Apocalypse and X and the Extracts. Yeah. That um, color. It's not this one, is it? It's the girls, right? No, no, no. no. Do uh, do Peach Momoko. I just say uh, Peach Momoko variant. It's one for twenty. It's a one for twenty-five variant. Oh my goodness! There it is. Oh, there's the. Uh... They can't see it from mine, but yeah, that one. Well, I'm just I'm flip. I just got to her uh, her page on on. Uh... Oh, you know, I, I did see this uh, real quick. This That's is it? the. The, the, I did see that. Um, oh, damn it! Oh, you see it's fine. You, you can't see it, but I, I did see the Ghost Spider number two uh, yeah. cover. That's that's a cool cover. That's um, dollars for a nine eight. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it, raw. It's going according to to to, to key collector. It's going for three seventy five. But you know, you get uh-huh. slabbed. It go way, Dude, way, it is way higher. Twelve hundred, bro. It is actually. I think the lowest I've seen it was like eight hundred or something. But it, 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 the the highest I've seen it was fucking super high. But the the that people Momoko that Peach Momoko cover. I was like two uh, two years ago for me, specifically the uh, Age of X Men. I was planning to get it because I I DM'd her saying that hey, are you gonna be any cons this year? Amazing con in Vegas maybe. She goes no. Uh, thanks. At this point, LA is planned for West Coast. I go sweet. I'm gonna pick it up. And just have you sign it. And yeah. the second that happened, I was gonna go the next day. It was sold already, and I should have told Chick to save it for me. <laughs> but yeah, that was a beautiful cover. I'm a, That's I, the, I'm a, I don't think I follow her on social. I, dude, dude, oh my god, you should, bro. She, uh, she's doing a chibi form. She's doing a chibi version of a. Uh, let me see. She, uh, she liked my stuff real quick. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so Peach Momoko she, 60. Yeah, uh, Children of Adam. Uh, Dustin and Wen does chibi as well, though. But this chibi form, I freaking adore, dude. Chibi form, of course, is a Japanese, uh, is a Japanese um word for like kids, right? They're they're in art kid form, yeah. And so, boom, she did that. Like, have... Now that I think about it, hold on, I might have a, I might have. A an in at Comic Con to um to meet her if it's yeah. who I, if I think it's ah uh, gosh darn it now I'm gonna have to find uh, yeah I have a uh, Peach Momoko uh, according to her social media platforms uh, works on a lot of um upper deck content i may have an in with upper deck cool. so we're gonna have to, i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to flex 
that connection come San Diego Comic Con uh, next where are we year. At right now, where, where right now right it's now, towards the end of the battle. We've got we've oh. got the, uh, the 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 ships are started. The the, the the destroyers are starting to fail. Um, mm. And it, it really is at this point of the movie that Jr. mentions it's it's a Suicide Squad mission. This yeah, is a. I'm pretty sure at that point too we see both uh, we see both um, the deaths of uh, uh, of Chirrut, Bodhi, and Baze at the same time, right? And and I'm glad uh, they gave those characters the moment. Oh, and of course Bodhi is the uh, is the is, is the turncoat uh, pilot for for uh, for um uh, for for Father Urso, right? And so. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Like they all had heroic moments, right? And yeah. then they died heroically, and so that, that was that was a crazy way to go for everyone there. Sure, you know, saying you know, having the, that amazing those the amazing line of the four. I'm one with the forest. The forest with me as he walks through, you know, he as he walks through, you know, this gallery of of uh, of laser beam blast, right? Yeah, that, that's at that scene right now. The forest is with me. The, yeah. I am the force. The force is with me. He's just like, screw yeah, it. Yeah. I got, I got nothing to live for. This, I'm, I'm taking it yeah. on the chin. Or maybe he just has hope, and just, I just go. Let's just, you know, just have hope and do it. So, because he's always been, he's been seen as a religious or a spiritual man throughout the whole movie. So, so that was in character for him. Um, overall, man, just yeah, the scenes for everybody, everyone dying, everyone giving, uh, giving all the, um, making you know, particularly having close-ups on all the, all the, all the rebellion fighters made the movie made the battles here yeah felt a lot more had a lot more weight than to me honestly the battles with the new trilogy movies because you're always focused keenly on on either ray or finn or you know kylo or somebody else and you never really pay attention to the people who are dying inside of you the guy the people that's probably been in the war longer than they have yeah and so it's 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 cool. I like that they did that for these guys. I, like I said, man, I don't know why. I don't know why Gareth Edwards hasn't been getting any more movies to be done for him, man. Like that right there, just small minutia stuff like that is really good for me. It does really good for me. And yeah, since everyone's you know you know falling in battle, like I, my I really my opinion changed. Like okay, this movie's uh, good. I like that scene where they take the uh, the, uh, the the Corvette. Uh, uh um oh yeah and they ram the uh, the the battle star or the yeah. uh, the uh, the uh destroyer rather um you know i i really really enjoyed um this movie and um i think this is a a a great way to um start off of the 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 trilogy the, the trilogy I think this was a great way to, because it did just enough to kind of wink, nudge at the prequels with, um, with Darth Vader being on Mustafar, yeah. with yeah. Jimmy Smith's returning as uh, um, uh, Organa, yeah, Organa, and then yeah. of course you add in the fact that, like I said, literally uh, the the last moments of this movie is the plans being handed yeah. to Leia, um, and she turns yeah. around and says, "There is hope." And of course, the movie ends there. Yes, you, yeah. um, but uh, you know, I, I will. I, you go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I gotta pull it up real quick. Okay. I, I will say, how do you feel about Jin's? Okay, so uh, it feels like it's on brand for the movie where the person to finally kill off 
Um, what's his name? Um, the bad guy. Uh, the final confrontation. Oh, I had it written down too. What am I doing? The final confrontation between uh, uh, the final confrontation between him, uh, between Jin and what's his name? Uh, I think that's where they're at right Krennic. now. Credit. Yeah, credit. Right. And yeah, uh, Jin looks like she's in the bad position. She's supposed to go up there and, and you know and set the satellite array in order for them to download the uh, in order for them to download the, the plans. Right. Plans. Yeah. And Jin doesn't kill him. Her revenge was get her revenge was giving the plans to the to the to the rebellion, and she wasn't able to she wasn't able to herself, uh, um, have revenge and and take out the man who basically had her parents killed, and I, I feel like this is on brand for for the movie. It feels like it's bittersweet, like it's very bittersweet, and I like that feeling because like man like. A new hope, like they, they, uh, they gotta really destroy the Death Star now. And we, and you know, we know now that, yeah, absolutely, that everything they've done and sacrificed up to that point now leads to them, leads to the rebellion, you know, having this, to, to having this amazing victory against the Empire by destroying the Death Star. And uh, and thankfully, when they do die on the beach, I'm so glad they didn't freaking try to push in some like some freaking corny ass romance scene. Yeah, I, I I did like that. I was like, I almost was gonna like the whole movie was like, are these guys gonna get together? Are they gonna get together? And I'm like, I'm kind of glad that they don't. Um, so, like they they've been yeah, they, it was weird like because they've been giving each other looks through that that whole time too, right? I'm like, come on, don't no, it's kind of corny at that point. And then they don't, they just hug and like they are like, all right, cool, maybe they're yeah, they just see each other as like as 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 really just individuals like all right cool you we gave our lives to this thing and we're gonna die in a blaze of glory as this mega nuke comes bailing towards us cool and then yeah it was it was a fitting end for me it was really good it was a really fitting end if it had to wait sacrifices had to, like the sacrifice here had to wait yeah. let me repeat that when you sacrifice, what, let me repeat that. In Star Wars, when you sacrifice yourself in order for you to save your friends or in order for the rebellion to continue, it has weight. It has weight. What it is. has weight, Rian Johnson, Last Jedi. The menacing moon that oh. hovers above the horizon has now come and we hear the ominous oh. something has just entered into our atmosphere yeah. from hyperspace and there is the Death Star. Are they really going to fire upon themselves? Does the oh. Empire have it in them to take out uh, a Imperial base? So, um, Anyways, yeah. uh, kind of end on because we've talked about the ending yeah, so to speak with, with the, them blowing up um, uh, uh, with, with yeah. Mustafar and whatnot. Yeah. No, no. No, not Musafar, but yeah, the uh, the place Musafar was a the the other planet. How do you feel actually about finally seeing the man himself in action? Oh, seeing um, Darth, uh, Darth Vader. Vader. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I, yeah, I, I I thought it was uh, I thought it was perfect. Uh, sorry, someone tried to take over my TV, <laughs> um, and we are now we have seen the Death Star. Um, fire upon um, the the planet. 
Mm-hmm. That being, um, what's it called? Oh my goodness. Yeah, we just had it. Um, that wasn't. Yeah, I forgot what it was called. I just, like I said, I just had it here. <laughs> yeah, um, same here. Uh, crud. that's fine. But anyways, what but yeah, they fought. What, yeah, what, what did you think of the? And I, I've, my so, children have now attempted to take over my TV because mm-hmm. I won't, I won't give them Netflix access. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm done watching the movie. Uh, what'd you think of the, uh, the Leia scene? What'd you think of the final scene? I mean, cool. I mean, I, yeah, they had younger, they had, a, they definitely had a de-edifier. I just, it was distracting to me. Like it was not just, it was distracting me. Like what? Oh, right, cool. We'll see Leia. And then yeah. because, because when I, when you watch the movie, you see Leia for just a brief second, right? Right. You see her yeah. face. Oh, brief second. And then cut to scene. Right. I yeah. pause that. And actually I, because of my new, uh, my new monitor that I have, that has 4k, I was able to see all the imperfections, <laughs> <laughs> all of it. And I'm like, Oh, this is, uh, I mean, it's CG and I get it. You're using someone else's face and then you're trying to, you're trying to digitize also, you know, what Carrie Fisher looked at at that time. Yeah. But I'm like, <sighs> But I mean, seeing Leia in general, cool, right, awesome. I was more, I was more so. I had a, you know, I had a huger pop with for Darth Vader finally being the badass that he should be depicted as. You know, it, it's irritating me that it's been, it's taken people so freaking long to see how menacing and how looming and how evil and and powerful this freaking guy is that's seen on screen. If we just had a Darth Vader TV show that Disney could just pump out. With him just just wrecking people, great. I'll be happy. Like, it, like the the dude decimated cities by himself as Darth exactly. Vader by himself. He you he his his name strikes fears into master Jedi's. Yeah, you you like you, come on man. Do them do the man right. You have to have a, a, a show or an ep- or something where you show him in live action just wrecking people, man. Absolutely wrecking. And we and we got that in uh, in the uh, the ending scene. And, I, and again, I, I think going back and watching it um, a second time um, mm-hmm. and seeing that. Uh, that scene I talked about where, you know, the choking, don't choke on your aspirations line. Um, I really think that that was um, a uh, important spot for him to not only be the Jedi slash Sith master of the lightsaber and being a badass. um, He is still a methodical. um, Absolutely. Uh, mental uh, um, menacer, uh, menacer, or whatever. I was trying to think of the word I was looking for. Menacing, menacing. being. Um, yeah. You know, he's able to to kind of mess with your mind. So, um, yeah, I uh, I liked his his portrayal yeah. in this movie, and um, I did like that he got his kind of his opportunity in the end. So, yeah. let us know what you thought of the show by leaving your comments below in the YouTube channel 
uh, like us. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment on the video. Don't forget, guys, if you get if we get to 100 subscribers mm-hmm. on YouTube, uh, so whenever that happens, there's no time limit. Whenever it happens, we will give mm-hmm. away a copy of, of uh, Wonder Woman number 750, and I believe it's Wonder Woman number 51. And whatever uh, the hell I'm, I'm uh, whatever the hell I am, um, I'm going to be doing too, guys. I'm gonna be um, like I like I said before last uh, last week. I'm be rock, we'll be raffling off. I'm saying I'm putting up something for my own pool into the list too, and it's always going to be something good for me. So, yeah. you know what's up, guys. So if Jr. Uh, said he'll put something up if we get to is it 100 followers on yeah. Twitter, also on socials actually on socials on socials. Um, and we do have an extra copy of the uh, 750 and the two Wonder Woman co- copies. Uh, if we can get to, um, so I think that's what we'll do. Um, we get to a hundred followers on social, all three socials, uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, and, uh, and t- Twitter, JR will pull a big boy or whatever he, he has something from the collection. He has promised that, that extra, um, that extra, uh, set that we have, um, don't forget to subscribe. We can get to a hundred subscribers. Yep. On on any on any of our podcast platforms, if we get to 100 subscribers, um, that is what we'll do. So there's your chance. So Jr. has promised you something. If we can get to 100 subscribers on any uh, on all three of our platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and and, and uh, Twitter, of course, at PS Comics, I love you on Twitter and Instagram, at PS Comics, I love you with the letter you. U uh, on Twitter, and again tell your friends about it share the posts um and uh yeah check it out uh, uh again he is jr kambakungan the dark king darth uh darth kambakungan at aka at also not jr comics 42 hit him up mm-hmm. because this boy over here is starting up a, a little business of his own selling books and they yeah, are going man. to the i've seen the man's collection built over time Mm-hmm. So I know what he's got. You're going to want to be involved with this sale. Yeah. He's got some good stuff. Uh, just, I'll, yeah, just to let y'all know, I just sold a 9.2 New Mutants 98 for Spirit Deadpool. I just sold it. So How much you sell for? I'm not saying... Uh, I'm not going to say out loud, man. <laughs> I've always wanted one of those, but... <laughs> I will say I got it for much more than what than than what I originally put it as. I will say that. So that's, that's great. It was an auction bid, so it was cool. I guess uh, definitely. Oh, you were saying something before? I, I no. Um, just again, guys, we appreciate all the 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 the, uh, the support that you guys have got uh, done. Uh, again, head over to anchor.fm slash PS Comics. I love you uh, mm-hmm. for more ways on how you can support the show. And again, if we can get to just one of our podcast platforms we can get to 100 subscribers and i check the 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 the, the updates every single week um and mm-hmm. we can we continue to grow so if we can get some more love it'd be greatly appreciated and uh yeah really again get some shares too um uh, we'll we, we'll be looking at i think i'm gonna do um so. if we can get if one of our episodes can get like a, a lot of shares on yeah. facebook uh, I, I might throw some uh, some grab bags at some people sure. so again also, guys, don't forget, uh, this podcast is going up the week of Thanksgiving. There is a bonus episode coming sometime this week uh, yeah. as you hear this. Uh, go out there and support um, as best you can. Social distance, wear a mask, be kind to your neighbor. 
Um, but show support to our businesses. If you can't, yeah, if you man. don't feel comfortable going out, contact the businesses and see uh, if you can um, uh, get yeah. a, a, a gift card or something like that. Yeah, man. We haven't, we don't know yet. We were supposed to know by the time we record, we, we don't know yet. There is something planned for Black Friday at Comic Asylum. We don't know yep. what it is. We hope to know by the time the bonus episode drops to know mm-hmm. more about it. But uh, trust me, based on years past, and you were, you're talking to a couple of Comic Asylum Black Friday geniuses, you do not want to miss Chicken Javel's uh, Black Friday Black at Friday the Asylum. Sales. Dude, yeah. it is. Uh, uh, yeah, I had it a was, couple. Yeah. It was crazy one year, dude. Oh my gosh. But, I think you and I, yeah, because I think you and I showed up and everyone was there like, oh, it's Black Friday. I'll go to Comic Asylum. And we're like, bro, we're here to do so We're going to wreck some shit. And mm-hmm. let's just put it this way Javel and Chick were in Hawaii for that comp, for that particular Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And they had to call the store to almost put a cap on on Jr. and I because we were we were we were raiding some shit. So I tried they did. Uh, yeah, they, they were like, dude, kick them out because we knew what to look for. <laughs> I think I I think one year I left with easily over a hundred dollars in books mm-hmm. or fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta right. know what to look for. So yeah, that's about right. I I I I left paying a hundred dollars. Oh, but you but got I'm pretty more. sure yeah. I'm pretty sure everything was worth like at least three to four. Oh, so yeah. yeah, the believe me when it believe us when we say that that if you if you're cool with Chicken Devil and you know that and you know their setup, man, and you know where, where they're at, again, Palm Desert, Cal, Palm Desert, California, uh they're up there at Comic Asylum, man. Uh they'll take care of you. Oh take, yeah. You, if you take care of them, they'll take care of you type of thing, man. And just, you know, be respectful, you know, be kind. And definitely, guys, we will definitely get you that that uh, that that next podcast. I'll hopefully drop next couple of days. I'm doing research right now as we speak because it's going to be all about so, the gift guide for the nerd in your family. <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, anything else to add, my dude? I do not. Again, um, Rogue One, fantastic film. Highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? It's a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And it's badass. Um, highly recommend it. To me, it is up there. Um, a New Hope is my number one. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is this is my 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 rankings. A New yeah. Hope, Empire Strikes Back, The Force mm-hmm. Awakens, Rogue One. Um, after watching it again last week, Solo, I actually brought up three spots on my list to number six between mm-hmm. Rogue One and Return of the Jedi. Um, but, uh, Jared, based on what we have seen so far, we have seen the entire prequel trilogy. We have now seen the two, uh, spinoffs, so to speak. So we've seen five movies. What's your number one so far? Uh, Rogue One, two, uh, Solo, three, uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. That's kind of what most people have. So if you're keeping track at home. Uh, thanks, yeah. everybody, for uh, supporting us, and we will see you in, the, bo- in uh, the bonus week. And if not, we will see you next week where it all began in 1977, yeah, the original. A New Hope is the next episode. Thanks for 26 so far. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys.